Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 257. We didn't talk about an intro, but Matt, you gave me an idea as you were. So with me this week in the Good Cop, Bad Cop studios, I have Ryan-O and the duck-billed Mattipus. How are you doing, guys? Mine made sense. His was weird. Eh, off the top of my head. I'll take he, it. I thought he said Rhino to begin with, and I was like, oh, I he said Ryan-O. Or perhaps you didn't say that. but I, was like, I did say Rhino. Oh, okay. You did say that then. Okay. Yeah, I've been calling you Rhino for a few weeks now. The, the oh, only difference... Oh, I've not noticed. The only real difference, instead of uh, me being obsessed with gore, 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 I'm just obsessed with whores, whores, whores. Well, exactly. Um, I was trying to think of an animal quickly that had Matt in it, and that was the first one that came into my head, or had the word that rhymed with Matt, so... Hey, it's all good. And anyway, you didn't do that last week, because you didn't speak at the start of the at the start of the episode... No, I've been calling him. I called him Rhino six times last episode. Oh, uh, okay. At least, at least. Ah, uh, just missed it then. My hearing's not great. I'm a bit mutt, so you can't, you can't hear, and I can't talk. What? Ryan can't see. <laughs> I also can't be fucked with or whatever. I don't know. Oh, Matt, I didn't hear the weevil. See the weevil. Speak the weevil. <laughs> I didn't share this with you, but um, I was just happened to be on my computer and I got um, a Twitch notification. Um, did you know Ryan has a face? I did not know that. I was like, oh my God. That works, Greg. It was shocking to me. I was like, oh my God. I choose to remain in the shadows until I'm needed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How's your week been, Graham? Um, it nearly ended very badly. Some idiot nearly fucking crashed into me as I was literally one minute from home. Um, I was coming up the street 25 miles an hour. And, uh, well, let, let's do a quick little driving test. So if you were, I'm not sure if you're familiar with kind of um, American streets, Matt, but you tend to, particularly where residential areas, you tend to pull in nose first. So you're parking perpendicular. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't be using math terms. Here. You're parking perpendicular to the road. I'm, I'm showing Matt visually in case he doesn't know what that word means. I know what it is, Graham. Then, anyway, so um, should you, if you're not, if you're trying to reverse out of your spot so you can get into the road, should you just reverse out at full speed? Or should you edge out slowly, see if anyone's actually there? Um, and for some reason, this guy decided to do the former of those two, and I slammed on my horn, swerved out of the way as much as I could, and thank God he actually stopped it. I'm like, I have no idea what the hell you thought you were doing, but he just went vroom straight back, nearly crashed right into me. My car is less than six months old right now. I would have been fucking pissed. But anyway, no, it's five. So besides that, all good, all good. Good. Dodge the bullet. Dodge the bullet. You did, Graham. And I know perpendicular quite well because the old Batman TV series from the 60s with Adam West. Um, when he, when I saw the film that went to cinema, he obviously was on TV when I was watching it. But In the 60s you went to the cinema to see it? No, Graham. It went to the cinema in, in the 60s, oh. obviously. But I watched it at home, obviously, on VHS, Graham. <laughs> that, in the for, you, for our younger listeners, what, what's VHS? Streaming, but solid form. <laughs> and he pulls up on the pier in the Batmobile and parks perpendicularly. Okay. 
so much so that when I was, oh, I was so sad. When I used to, like, draw maps and things, and for, like, I used, I used to design Grand Prix tracks, or what I think would be a good Grand Prix track, when I was, like, early teens. I'd even go as far as designing the car park, and I'd always put perpendicular spaces in it. It makes more sense. If you have the room, it makes more sense. In England, there's just not enough room to do that. No, but America, you build, you start the car park, the gift shop, and build outwards. That's it. That's As it. always, in America, exit to the gift shop. <laughs> of course, of course. Ryan, what's going on in the two thousands for wrestling? Uh, who knows? Oh, okay. What's going yeah, on with no. to do then? Um. He's Scottish again. He's an old, angry Scottish man yelling at his pretty young companion. Uh, and I'm, that's 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 about it. I don't I don't understand why they made Capaldi's doctor so angry, but they did, and I've dealt with it. I've dealt with it emotionally, um, and I'm just watching it again at this point because it's easier to just hit continue as it is to find something different to watch. <laughs> You you asked a question, Ryan, so I'm gonna try and answer it for you. Sure. You said why did they make Capaldi's doctor Scottish? No, I asked them why they made him so angry. Oh, so angry. Because they live in Scotland and the weather's crap. Give well that's fair, but give you can you point to a particular episode for what what you're talking about here? Yes, uh, episodes one through all of them in his first season. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he, he yells at everyone. In every episode. I mean, to be fair, he's gone through a lot of shit. No, I understand that, but it's it's very it's very uh, jarring when you go from a fairly happy-go-lucky doctor with Matt Smith to a I'm mad all the time doctor and I understand I understand why in lore and why the story calls for it I get it it doesn't mean I have to like it I, I got one question I, I could Google sure it, but I'm gonna ask you um you referred to the doctor as old now I'm not denying that I'm old I'm definitely old um I'm sure that doctor is younger than me um how old is the mm. Well, we're talking a couple doctors ago. We're talking Peter Capaldi, and he is. Oh, oh Peter uh, Capaldi's older. I thought you were talking yeah. about the current one. I think you said the current one was angry as well. Well, the current, no, no, no. The current... I'm I'm watching old Doctor Who oh. in between episodes of new Doctor. Oh, Who. that was the part that yes, I say because the current Doctor Graham is older than you. He is. Oh God, and good then. And he's Scottish as well. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the next doctor will be younger than all of us. Yes. Yes. How old is the current doctor then? Well, well, the, the, 14th, the 14th doctor played by David Tennant. That was the name. Spoiler of the alert. Sorry for reason. everyone who may not know. <laughs> everyone knows. Not everyone. I'm there sure there's people. There are tribes in the Amazon who have never seen a white face who know that the 14th doctor is David Tennant. All right. He is just two years younger than um, William Hartner was when he took on the role in 1963. I remember seeing that. Yeah, he's 53 that. years old. Oh my god! You don't look it. He's looking. He looks fantastic. great. I, oh I wish I, I hope. I hope I fucking look that good at 53. I tell you. Jeez. Hmm. 
So welcome to the Doctor Who pod. Uh, Dan Griffin will be joining us shortly. Uh, Sai is here around here somewhere. I think he's under the desk. Uh, let's continue on. No wonder you're so happy. Oh. Um, how's your week been, Matthew? Well, as you can tell by my voice, as you can tell by my 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 voice, um, I've had a bit of a week. Uh, I had a terrible, terrible cold all week. I'm getting over it now, but I've still got a little bit of the voice. Time recording, we are about 25 hours away from going live with a volley for the, for the MLS Cup final as well. So I'm going to have little to no voice to deal with Connor and his bullshit. <laughs> love him I, I love see him. my name appears on that promo, but as I told you, I'm going to be a game time decision. Um, I still don't know even now. Um, but, Graham, if you, Graham, and I, if you, I hadn't even thought about it. It's on Apple. I don't actually have Apple, but I think my wife has that channel, so I can probably steal her. It's an Apple here in the UK. I don't know if it's Apple over there. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I don't even know what channel it's on. But hey, well, we'll either way, like, we'll figure it out. It's all good. Mm-hmm. But the, but the thing is, Graham, but you're on there, Graham, because you're the star draw. Okay, so whether <laughs> on if you're if you're there, great. If you're not, we get the hard you, subject to change. I expect you to thank him for the door after the show, then. Of course, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And of course, the first, and of course, on Monday we did our first collection uh, with Santa. We went around collecting money uh, for the lifeboat. This 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 week it was, and we raised nearly six hundred pounds, which is about six hundred dollars. Um, I saw uh, Thomas the Tank as well, which is not rhyming slang in this case. No, we actually, he is our blue engine. We can't call ah, him. Oh, whoops. Not, we're not allowed because Hasbro said, who owned the rights to Thomas the Tank engine, even though it's a charity thing. No. <laughs> we can't call it Thomas. Call it Tomas. I'm sure that'd be good enough. So that's why we can't have Thomas or the number one on the side. So we've got our number. <laughs> is, it, is there brand a Roman numeral one instead. So we so we put three eight seven, which the which is the number of our round table on there. Ah, that's fair enough. So it's branding for us, so <laughs> it's fine. And so it's our so Santa and his blue engine. So oh. we made a lot of money. We were meant to go out last night, but the rain was torrential, so we've had to postpone. Um, so we'll be doing that in a few weeks' time, hopefully. Before probably Christmas. wouldn't have been the best conditions for you if you're in your sickened state as well. So I probably better no, calls, no. But so. I would have, I would have. I would have muscled on and gone with it sort of thing. Of course. Of course you would. Hey, guys, you want to crack on? Apparently Ryan might be. um, He mentioned in our little DMs that he might have some rants going on. So I I kind of want to get to those moments and find out what it is, to be honest. Yeah, because I don't think he's going to be in in the first section. I don't think so either. Well, as Ryan wasn't happy in having the same order every week, we've been changing it for the last few weeks. Uh, Matt, I believe you're up first this week. What have you got as your main good cop moment of the week? One thing I've had to do recently was reacquire the WWE Network. Because of that, I've been getting my money's worth out of it. And that means that I've been going on there and I've been watching Royal Rumbles. I've been watching the Virus series, been watching War Games matches. I've been getting my, my, my fix out of a big, big events. It, and it's really hit me quite hard, Ryan. Uh, actually, we're in rumble season already. We are. And my predictions about 
LA Knight and Jade Cargill winning the Royal Rumble, they get. I've I've just got a feeling that they're gonna win because they're no Jade Cargill's still a favourite to win the Women's Rumble according to the bookies, but the uh, the Men's Rumble throw a dart dartboard right now, especially since uh, CM Punk returned because. That's something else I wanted to tack on to this. WWE Network has also made me realise they've got this, they've got this, they've got this for like Celebrate Survivor Series, like check out pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDown. The entire career of CM Punk. Don't get me wrong, it's, it's, he had a great career in WWE. So I guess why I get why they want to celebrate that and push all the good stuff. But there is something that I've noticed. Since we recorded last week, just before SmackDown last week. And we're recording now about four four or five hours before SmackDown tonight. CM Punk has not been on TV once. It's been fucking bliss. (laughs) Because he's on SmackDown this week. The payoff will be worth it, Matt. Ah, this one, I mean, this one we know is going to happen fairly soon. Because... Apparently they're they're going to they're having tribal warfare over between between two NWA guys over who's going to sign CM Punk to their show. Question is, which show needs him more? He's going to be in Raw. It's not even a question. He's going to be in Raw for sure. Randy's already signed for SmackDown, so obviously he's signing for Raw. It's a no-brainer. I do see everything you're saying. But given that Cody keeps turning up on SmackDown as well at the moment, the brand is fake. Brand is fake means nothing. Fuck all. To be fair, but Heyman's on SmackDown. The history Heyman's got with Punk. I'd love to see. I I would love to see. We get. You mentioned this last week, Ryan. I wouldn't say I've been drinking the Kool Aid this week, but isn't it great having seen Punk back in WWE? Hold on, was that was that you that just said that? Hold on, is somebody is that a puppet or something? Did someone move your lips or something? And to, um, I I think it is. I'm, I'm I'm I was excited to see him back. I think more than most people were. But hey. okay, I'm never saying that again as long as I live. Okay, just checking. Hold on, a quick timestamp. Um, last week we posted a little video from the show. Um, that that might have to be the clip for this one. Wow. But the point. Is that Ryan was exactly right last week? One hundred right. I'm usually right. Why? Mm. The reason why you were right, sir, is because, and they overuse this so often in AEW. The amount of dream matches that can now happen in WWE. I mean, we didn't get to see it properly in his last one because they were coming in as he was leaving. Punk Rollins, Punk Reigns, all these new guys who've come in since then. I mean, I want to see Ricochet versus Punk. If Punk can go like he used to be able to, hell yes. I actually have, I actually have stock in exactly what you've said, though, Graham and Ryan. He will go raw, okay. and they're going to turn him heel. If he goes to raw, I know what you're saying about Heyman. He could still go and win the Royal Rumble. 
you keep them separate for that t- for the time now because I know it's still a few weeks, five six weeks. Keep them separate. He wins the Royal Rumble and says, "I want to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania." Then you can get him making little appearances back, and you can kind of tease a little bit more. But they're not right next to each other because you still got to keep that story going for two and a bit months in between the Royal Rumble finishing and the start of WrestleMania. So if you do want to put him against Roman Reigns, I think it works even better if he's on Raw. Yeah, but I see him turning him heel on Raw. I don't. They're already they're already hinting at Rollins turning heel. They are, they are, but I'm talking long term. I could see him leading leading the Judgment Day. Mm. He'd done it before with with groups. This one doesn't need him, but I think he needs them. Because when you're part of a group like that, you can, it's not all on you. You know what I mean? Let's face it, Dom Dom has, he's, he's become so be- much better since he actually joined the Judgment Day, for sure. Rhea Ripley, oh my God, what has that woman not done to become Woman of the Year in WWE, arguably in the world? I mean, Balor and Priest, they're, they're, they're as good as they have been all year. They've, they've been smashing it, obviously. Punk. McIntyre's done a great job uh, when he's aligned with him at times, but he's not with him permanently. Punk. That'll work. I think it'll work if they, if they, if they, if they turn into the right part of the uh, straight edge society part of him. I don't know. What do you think? I think we already said you think I'm wrong, then? No, no, I, 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 think... Think, I just think he's going to roll. I'm not sure. I don't think he's going heel necessarily, or certainly not in the short term. But I don't I don't think he would go heel either, because I think, like I said, I think Seth's about to turn heel. And as soon as Seth turns heel, Raw has a decided lack of baby faces. You've really got Cody and Jay, and that's about it. Sammy? Uh, Sammy's not really main event right now. Um, he could be main event again. Because he proved that he can, and you know he he proved yet again on Monday in that opening contest that he is one of their top stars. I mean, him and Drew tore the roof off the place. It was a phenomenal showing between the two of them. Um, but like I said, you know, I I, I don't see. I can see Punk turning heel in the future but i think we're talking late next year uh i don't think we're talking anywhere between now and mania because he's going to go into mania as a top baby face in a if not a title match in a marquee match for the show um would a title be too soon for him i mean well so to to kind of go back to your original point um this is one of, you know, we were going into Royal Rumble with a lot of surefire winners of the Rumble. You know, LA Knight, definitely a shoe-in for a potential Rumble winner. Jey Uso, shoe-in for a potential Royal Rumble winner. But I feel like things are changing very quickly. I feel like there are a lot of people who could potentially win the Men's Rumble. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about that because I really don't know 
uh, who could win the Rumble this year. And, I, and I, I, that's fun. I like when I don't know things. I feel like, and I think a lot of people, all 12 of you who listen to the show, can can feel this same emotion of once you've been watching wrestling for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, it's not a fault of these promotions, but things do become predictable because you've seen everything and you know, you can pick up on those little nuances and you're just like, oh, okay, this is what's about to happen. It's just, you know, it's, it's not a knock. It's just, it's kind of what happens after a while. You've seen it all. So you can tell when something's going to happen. This is one of those rare times where I'm kind of looking at it like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. I have no idea who's going to win the Rumble. Um, even on the women's side, I really well, don't know who's going to win the, the women's would Rumble. Would you like either. the current odds as things stand? No, because I don't care. Okay. Because I just told you I like the idea of not knowing what's going on. <laughs> well, I'll just say where my picks, I've told you what my, my picks are, where they are now in comparison to where, where I took them on. <clears throat> From being first favorite, LA Knight has dropped away massively. In fact, three people who aren't with a company are in front of him. One of them's dead. That's a poor choice for Rumble winner, then. The Undertaker? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And Women's Rumble... Actually, 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 I understand those ones completely. Yeah. Okay. You told me to tell you. You told me to tell you. So. No, we don't want to know. All right, I'm going to go on to uh, my good cop moment, and um, it's actually the presentation of WWE highlights. Now, I don't remember exactly what happened on Monday. I normally do watch Raw, but I normally start like an hour later. Um, last week, I watched it live from 8 o'clock because I mentioned it was commercial free and I wanted to see CM Punk in the first hour and I didn't get that. And this week, I just totally forgot. And by the time I'd realized it was uh, bedtime, I was like, oh, whatever, I'll, I'll just I'll either watch it tomorrow or I'll watch like the top 10 highlights or I'll watch something like that. Anyway. Um, as it was, I was actually out sick on Tuesday, and um, I was logging in. I went went to YouTube, went to see what was there, and um, this was in the morning. And I'm not sure if this is a new thing or if this is an old thing, and I certainly haven't noticed it before. Normally, Matt, you'll know this. For a long time, my knowledge of WWE was literally from watching the top 10 highlights. And we talked about how it was like three minutes long, five minutes long, seven minutes long, 10 minutes long, 12 minutes long. It started to get a little bit longer and longer. This was too early for that to happen. The top 10 highlights don't normally drop until the afternoon the following day, American time. So normally around 3 p.m., 4 p.m. As I'm getting back from work, they kind of drop then, and then I can kind of watch them. This actually had dropped in the morning. So this was the breakfast time. Um, it already been released for several hours. This dropped at midnight. So if Raw is 8 till 11, this literally dropped an hour after the conclusion of the show. 17 minutes of highlights so i was kind of curious to see what this actually looked like as well as i'm watching this this was not your top 10 highlights which normally is just 10 seconds before the pinfall and then the pinfall 
and then it goes. It has that sound effect. You got the next number. You got the next clip. It's kind of not very good, but it gets you. It gets you enough information if you're in a bit of a hurry. This actually showed a detailed match. Uh, Matt's saying Raw's most explosive moments. Now, let me get to my notes then, Matt, so I can see what it is, because um, I did write it down. Uh, it said Raw's most chaotic moments. Raw highlights December 4th, 2023. So that's what I was, uh, that's why I wrote it down. Um, yeah, this was 17 minutes. No annoying numbers between the moments. It wasn't just the finisher. You actually get the complete segments as well. Now, I'm assuming you guys probably did watch Raw, or at least one of you did, so you can tell me if I missed something. Um, we got Drew and Sammy. We got four minutes. We got the backstage segment first. We got the match. Uh, we got Nia beating Shayna, but we also got to see Becky coming out. That was 90 seconds, but much shorter, but a lot longer than what the typical highlights are. Uh, DIY versus Imperium, uh, all three falls. Two minutes and 30 seconds. Um, we're eight minutes in at this point, and we're not even halfway. So we're getting a lot of stuff on here. Cody and Shinsuke. And then uh, six minutes on the build-up to the main event, the main event, and the aftermath. Guys, I absolutely love this. This is so much better than the top 10 highlights, where you get to see nothing but the finisher. You got to see the build-up to the story, the actual match itself in some detail, and the aftermath for what happened afterwards without all the commercials, the build-up, the happening previously on Raw. This happened before the break, and you get to see it like two or three times. Getting to see the repeat of everything. I got to see what I thought was as close to the real show as possible, um, but in 17 minutes, and I love that format. So I'm not sure if that is a new format or not, um, but going forwards, I love the fact within an hour, you can watch everything Um Pretty much within the 17 minutes. All right, Matt, you don't like it, so go ahead. Tell me why. No, Ryan, you want to go first because otherwise I'm going to piss all over him. Um, you so can piss all over it, but I like this it. Is, this is something that I've always actually, I agree with. You, you know, I don't, maybe I don't agree with your methodology of why you like it, but I agree with that they're really good. Um, I brought this up after Survivor Series, and they've been doing this since the mid-90s, where after a pay-per-view goes off the air, they already have an edited music video that highlights the show, including, like, so uh, after Survivor Series, they had this, you know, video package that, you know, highlighted the big moments of the show, um, ending with uh CM Punk's return which happened literal minutes before so they've always been really great about cutting these promo packages together even on very 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 short notice and um with that being said we have a run-in uh, so I'm going to stop talking. I, I just want to talk one thing about that. Like, I know they do that for that, but that package is only like two minutes long. That's not the same thing they did here. This is like... Seven no, no I, I understand that, but... Fuller. This is not so you, snapshots of the best But moments. you said that it happened so quickly after the show ended, and that Compared was my point. to what the top yes. 10 highlights are. Top 10 I understand, but I'm just like saying... 17 like, hours afterwards. This is one They can do so much on such better. a... They can do so much on such a quick turnaround, is what I'm trying they to say. They can, but that's why I'm saying it's a good cop moment, the fact that they've actually done this now. So you don't have to wait until that afternoon. You can literally 
watch it first thing in the morning as you're waking up so you can still talk about it around that no not that people talk around the water cooler anymore but i don't have to wait almost a whole day to be able to see what was the significant things that i missed sometimes i miss it because i'm doing other stuff sometimes i miss it because i just forget it but i like having that accessibility and being able to see more than just a snapshot but have to wait nearly 24 hours to do it well the reason why i was pulling up my at my thing slightly there graham was because uh it's like you're a bad cop graham because all of it is, is the high, everything of one of those three minute highlight things for each segment from Raw. It is put together. It is. It it's is Graham. the same as the top 10. No, it's not the top 10, but every highlight they have from every match. Oh, you Raw, mean on the YouTube that's all, channel? That's all it is. But it looked a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. But they've been doing, they've been doing it for about last two months. Uh, it's it's good. It's really good. I like it that way. I like it. Uh, from one but back, I don't up, have to click click it. I know you can click a playlist and it'll upload. It makes it much simpler. For they sure. normally have something at the end of each video for like a ten second, and it's like annoying music or it's some promo. And you, have I to like this better. Yeah, one. that didn't happen with this because it was just like yeah. a seventeen minute video, which to me works beautifully. Um, that... The only down you said they're talking about a bad cop moment. My only bad cop moment is I'm not sure I want to invest three hours of time when I can just invest seventeen minutes of time though. So unless there's something really specific. Well, actually, it's on YouTube, Graham, it's technically it's, it's eight and a half it's minutes, eight and a half minutes actually. Uh, yeah, which, I did not yeah. watch it at times one, which makes you a high flyer, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, segue, segue. Absolutely. Could we do a high fiver? Come on, Hi, guys. Productions. How's it going, Tom? I am fantabulous, Graham. It's good to see your face, Matt, as always. Uh, Ryan, it's finally actually good to talk to you in the semi real life. So, no, I, hold on. I just, I need to, I need to stop you for one second. Um, I, I'm just so used to everyone being a certain way. <laughs> I had no idea you were an American. <laughs> Really? No fucking idea. I just assumed you were English because everyone fucking else is English. <laughs> that is hilarious. So you you thought I was from the Midwest of uh, the UK, huh? I, I Well, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. There are so many UK podcasts that cover American wrestling. I just, it just didn't even occur to me. That made my fucking day, Ryan. Thank you, by the way. So... I never would have guessed. So, well, it just, it just make, means you're way better than everyone else because us Americans are better. Yeah, right. right. The, these two I've actually met in person a couple, in I think, I think a couple of times, actually. They're wearing yeah. the same top look as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's creepy. But I also just assumed because Graham goes over to England. So it just wouldn't, I, I don't know. It <laughs> It's a compliment, I think. Yeah. So, Milwaukee you know, I, or Sussex? Yeah. He thought you were talking about the Milwaukee in England. That was. Um, I don't yeah. pay attention to anything, man. You know that by now. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I could say I, I could fly over to all these uh, wrestling events here in Milwaukee every week, but uh, yeah, I'm not quite that rich at this point in my life. So, no, you be a teacher. I thought that would do it for you. Yeah. I don't know about that, but well, thank you guys. Hopefully, the surprise went off as well. So, I'm. Uh, I'm a little late there. Sorry about that. So, but thank you, Matt, for setting this up. So, I thought I'd give you an early Christmas present, Graham. 
Yeah. You, you, I would say you were right though, Tom. It's been a long, long time since uh, since you've been on the show. Um, I can I'm... say I don't do bookings anymore. Ryan, when he came on the show, was all about, oh yeah, I want to get this guest on. I want to get this guest on. So far, zip. He's all talk. He... I, I've got a guest planned, but I need to wait until after the holiday season. I've okay. already spoken with them. Oh. I've already explained the format. I've got things planned. And this is going to be really exciting because this is a partial outsider. Um, so... Is it Wobble? Can I ask? Oh, I can't ask. All right, never mind. I ain't saying shit about shit. You always, every week, you're like, oh, is it about this? Oh, is it this person? Oh, is it this? And it's I the, always, it's the never... curiosity. I I'm never noticing from Twitter, like, um, who you talk to a lot, so okay. Never I mind. talk to a lot of people on Twitter. You, you do, but when I get your note, I actually I don't have many people's notifications switched on because I just don't have time. But I'm always curious to what you actually have to say, so I can sometimes use it against you in devil's advocates. But I just found a whole box of gigs on my desk, and I don't even wrestle. Sorry, I, oh. I got distracted. You were rambling on, so I figured I'd ramble as well. It's all good. It's all good. Tom, if you got moments, you're up. We're um, on sure. Cop. We're on main good right, cop. Uh, you're right. Good cop said. Main good cop. Uh my main good cop is uh basically just I was at last weekend uh down in Berwyn, Illinois, just outside of Chicago, here in the United States of America, uh for AAW's annual Jim Lyman tournament. Um, you know, unfortunately, AAW that's not AEW uh is kind of on a downturn, uh, but they're still battling through it. It was just one of those moments where I just saw all my wrestling friends and just kind of, you know, the wrestling action was good. You know, they are definitely on a rebuild, so it's kind of cool that they're really kind of pushing a lot of their younger guys, uh, which is awesome. But just to be down there with all the my boys and girls and everything was uh, good to be there. So, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, and, and it's always a good time to see Mance Warner in a win. He won this year. So, uh, Mance will be in the main event uh, December 30th Ooh. back at the Berwyn Eagles Club. So, I love Vince Warner. Like I, I like watched him anyway, but we had an interaction with him um, at Cleveland's AIW. Um, it was before COVID. I want to say it was around. It's probably it was probably 2019. It was probably Christmas 2019, and um, they had a few. It was a really small venue, and um, we got there an hour before, and there was no seating left. We had to find somewhere to stand, kind of crushed up against oh. the wall, and it was like, don't move. Like if you move, I don't know where we're going to stand after this. Anyway. So we kind of took it in turns to go to the merch table. I know uh, Mason got to meet Danhausen. That was one of the people we really want. Well, I first went across and I said, hey, look, I'm going to pay you right now. My son's going to come across. Can you get, uh... oh, we got an autograph. And I was like, um, how much is it for a picture? And he's like, oh, you can get a picture if I, you got an autograph. So I was like, all right, I'm going to send him across. So he did. And we wanted to see Mance Warner. And he wasn't there. Anyway, um, as we were leaving, he was by the exit and we talked to him and said, ah, oh, we really hoped you had a merch table. And he's like, oh, oh, actually, I think I tweeted at him. And I think I said, I wish you'd had a merch table because we really wanted to see you. And he responded back. You can come see me anytime. I'm always at the exit. I'm drinking a beer anytime. Like, come get a picture, whatever. And I was like, that's really cool. And that kind of fits in exactly with his persona as far as I see him. But great wrestler and sounds like he's a really good guy. And I've heard a lot of people say positive things about him online as well. Yeah, I mean, two of my biggest wrestling memories involved Mance Warner and AAW back in 2019. Um, he won the championship. He wasn't supposed to. Uh, this is why I can swear on this, right? A yeah. lot. Yeah, you fucking Please. Can. Please do. Um, uh, so a big fuck you to Jacob Fatu, but because Jacob Fatu uh, had no um, had no showed AAW, 
uh, they turned to Matt Warner, and Matt Warner ended up winning the title at the Windy City Classic, but he called everybody into the ring. Uh, so it was the first time I actually got to go into the ring and celebrate with somebody. So Chad and I were in there. Um, we were all over the Of course, AM. Chad was in the fucking ring. Um, uh, you know, all over their, uh, their promo videos and ever, um, and whatnot. And then two years ago at the Jim Lyon Memorial Tournament, once again with Chad, uh, the two shows I've been, I guess Chad's my good luck charm, I guess. Uh, but Matt Warner got beat up, um, you know, and he got jumped and everything. And, uh, you know, our friend Rick Perch, uh, <laughs> called Chad and I into the ring to help Matt to the back. Ooh. So that was one of those, um, so it was kind of, you know, kind of a dorky moment thing like that too. So. And then there's a, a third one that's not really kind of a fun moment, but kind of a fun anecdote. So they were they were filming promos all back in some shitty little bingo hall that we were at. And um, like I said, I didn't know they were filming promos. So uh, Matt Warner comes out and jumps people a bunch of chairs. And, all, and as I'm driving by, all I hear is chair shots. I didn't know they were filming a promo. So I hit the brakes, and then I go and watch the promo a little bit later, and you see my brake lights in the background. So I thought that was kind of funny. So. Yeah, it was a good time. It was just, it was good to be there. Like I said, almost all my friends were there, you know, see, I mean, what few people I do actually like in the city of Chicago were down there. So it was a good time. So yeah, that's my, my good cop moment for the week. So I also appreciate AEW and Mance Warner. So that works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mance had good ruffles guy. for a minute. Nah, Seabrook. Yeah, I saw, I saw. I've got, I've got ruffles in the kitchen. Uh, I got well. I got I got a bag of ruffles and I got a bag of store brand, just because I really don't care. <laughs> I have a brand available. <laughs> Ryan, what you got for us? I know you have notes as well this week. I do, I do. Yeah. It's, it's, I it's I'm flying, but I'm fine. I'm hit. Um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a rare one for me. Um, my main good cop moment. Is that, and I'm sorry because I, it's just easier to roll off the tongue. So, to all those people who are going to push their glasses up and go, um, actually, uh, fuck you. Um, Edge and Christian in the main event of Dynamite was the worst match on the card. That is not a knock on their match, that is a testament to how good that card was. Huh. I don't think I've seen a, that good of a Dynamite in a long time. And I was over the moon at at how good it was uh we had Mox and Roosh which was phenomenal um Tony and Sky were awesome guys hell has frozen over again not just CM Punk has returned but Jay White versus Jay Lethal was a great match <laughs> um my favorite bit about the whole thing was the uh Jay, you suck. Let's go, Jay. Dueling chance because it <laughs> was just perfect. It was so good. Um, I'm I'm a I've always been a, a Jay Lethal fan. I really, really enjoy him. I personally I I'm a little upset that we don't have black machismo in AEW. Um, yeah. but I do understand why, because I'm sure there are I'm sure when it comes to the rights to Macho Man. Um, people, whether it be his estate or WWE, whoever still owns the rights to that, are far less likely to go after Impact and TNA than they are to AEW, just because there's a lot more money there. Um, but it, it was just overall, it was a really, really solid dynamite, and and I'm I'm really happy about that because we've talked about this recently a lot that 
they still have something to prove to me as a wrestling organization, just because they are so new. Um, this is one of those times when I go, they can do it if they want to. And I think that they're as stupid as the Continental Classic is. It's a it's a dumbass reason to have a tournament because the belts are not even AEW belts. But the tournament itself has created some really, really good matches and some really, really good matchups. Oh, what was the other one? Um, Didn't Brody King have a really good match? Yeah, no, he did. Um, That was last week, though. Or it was on Collision, I think. Um, Shit, what was the other? It was a... Christ, it was Mark Briscoe and Swerve Strickland. That was the match. Um, Just solid matches all around. A really clean, concise two-hour dynamite um the only real complaint i had is the shortest match on the card if i am remembering my research correctly was the women's world title match again the women get screwed over they have the shortest match on the card and it's a world title match personally that should have main evented um i actually i believe the main event should have been mox and roosh um, but obviously Edge and Christian are going to have the main event because it's Edge and Christian. Yeah. So, but, but overall, a really, really great Dynamite. And there was two really great moments uh, of them screwing up, but they were so joyful to me that it added to my enjoyment of the show. Um, and it was the same thing twice. Uh, Tony Schiavone uh, couldn't understand the concept of the uh, uh, the the British sterling, the pound, as it were. He kept saying three thousand pounds of three million dollars, and it was hysterical the first time he did it, and then he did it again, and I was like, "Dude, just you have notes." <laughs> use them someone should spell out pounds instead of using the symbol because obviously tony shivani doesn't know what the the pound is um he also uh i thought i misheard it but i could be wrong i don't know i have to double check on this um my buddy claims that he uh he he pulled a jim ross and uh referred to them as wcw instead of aew um, I thought he was making a, a, a taking a shot at Eric Bischoff, saying like, you know, oh, there's people in WCW who would want to spoil it too, meaning like talking about Bischoff spoiling WWF events. I'm not sure. I may have misheard it, but my buddy's pretty convinced that he was confused and he was talking about being spoiled in AEW, but he referred to it as WCW. Um, and nothing will ever beat Jim Ross saying, we'll see you next week on WWE Dynamite. Or Kenny Omega, WWE Champion. Yep. Jim Ross, I love you. You need to retire. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were great when you had the worst commentator in the world sitting next to you, other than Kevin Patrick. Um, but I don't think Kevin Patrick was born at that point. I don't know. He's like, what, 12? Fucking hate sure. that guy. Let's go with it. Narrow enough. Yeah. So, so that's my uh, that's my good dynamite this week. 
I was intending, I was fully intending to watch Dynamite. Um, I said it on record and I was going to watch it a little bit later. And then once again, I got distracted. Um, I actually, I haven't been seeing these guys in way too long. Um, I was going onto YouTube just to see if there was anything I needed to catch up on. And I saw Ref Marsh was on there, Wrestling on the Rocks. Um, I saw Bishop was on there as well. So I was like, sure, let me go and listen to what those guys are going to talk about. So I, I hung out there for about an hour. And then the same thing, it was like, oh, shit. It's like, I got to get to bed because I got to school tomorrow. So um, unfortunately, yeah, I saw the highlights of the uh, Christian match. And I did see the highlights of the Tony Storm match as well. Um, I did not watch JY. And I was I was like, no, I'm going to leave Ryan alone. I think we've done enough yeah. jokes about J- and, JY. And, and I... I mean, I have to knock them because it's me and I like to nitpick everything I do. Uh, Sky's Blues, Sky Blue's shoulders were not on the mat when she got pinned and the referee was right there. There's no way he didn't see it. It was just a bad pin. Tony had her legs too wide. Sky couldn't get her shoulders in between or her, her legs were too close and she can get her shoulder. Yeah, there you go. We can oh, see that on the screen. oh, yeah, yeah that's no. terrible. Yeah. Yeah, this, was, this, this is like you know, Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania levels of bad pin. Um, just yeah. not good. You don't even look but but uh, my final good cop moment about that is uh, in that match alone, I don't know if you know this, this is a really interesting factoid. There was 72 pounds of ass in that match. Um, quite a lot of ass. Now, is it possible, though, that that was a deliberate storyline so Sky Blue can come back and say... Hey, they never mentioned it. As I far as I can tell, no. The next, like the next, next show, like hey, well, I guess we'll have Maybe. to see. But if it's not, then I agree that's very bad, messy. Yep, yep. All right, hey, we better move this along. If we've got four people, uh, speed check time. Matt, we'll guys, if we could try and keep it, Matt. I know Ryan normally is like fuck off. I'm going to talk for as long as I want. If we could try and keep it close to ninety seconds, that would be helpful. All right, what you got, Matt? Lash Legend. What a legend, lifting Otis the way she did. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, Johnny Gargano, and we talk about DIY in general and Imperium, a great little rivalry they had going on. But Johnny Gargano, that DDT, unbelievable. Unbelievable way he spiked. Um, I believe it was Kaiser. Ridiculous. Um, <coughs> another thing we're going to talk about, Grammy, is Baron Corbin. <clears throat> who is a world champion. Okay. This past week, he became, he won the gold at the Jiu-Jitsu World League. Um, yeah, that's him getting the gold medal. Yep. So he's now the only Jiu-Jitsu gold medalist in uh, WWE history. Was it the world Jiu-Jitsu? I know world. it's like a, like a master. World. Or is world. it the, the world. world? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. So it's not like he's a local town or anything. But... No, no, he's one. It's he's world. He's world champion jujitsu. Wow. Respect. Yeah, yeah, massive, yeah. Massive. Give him his flowers, Baron Corbin. We hate him. We hate him. His character, but my God, does he work hard? Former Green Bay Packer. Well, someone's got a fucking be. Yeah, I can't argue with that at all. Um, 
Stars with a bad cop moment. My 99 cents a month from Peacock has finally run out. I've had it for a year. It was the Black Friday deal last year. So I am now paying a whole 5.99 a month for Peacock. Considering I get my Premier League stuff on that as well. I was going to ask you, Matt, earlier when you said you got the network back, how much you're actually paying. 5.99 for what was formerly the WWE Network and Premier League Soccer is absolutely amazing as far as I'm concerned. Um, my main thing I want to talk about, though, was uh, some independent wrestling. Um, I didn't get to watch it before the show last week, um, but last Thursday it was the 100th episode of the Wrestling Open uh, from your back door, Nate. From your back door, Ryan. Um, some great matches in there. People I've seen um, on uh, in, on wrestling, uh, indie wrestling corner. Um, Shook Crew were there. Big fan of Bobby Orlando. Marcus Mathers was there. Max Caster was there. I didn't realize that the AEW people were appearing at that show, to be honest. Uh, we got Alex Price and the world title match. And that wasn't even the main event. There was two more after that. There was a wrestling tag team match and a wrestling open title with Ichiban. Um, I mentioned before, once I'd got IWTV back, I actually did go back and watch a wrestling open because I didn't have anything to watch that night. I think that might be my regular Thursday thing, particularly as I can't get impact on Thursdays now. Now. Uh, but like you, Matt, I was trying to get my value for money on um, IWTV as I've got it right now. And um, yeah, wrestling open 100 episodes long and still going strong. Grant, did you pay for the annual subscription or do you do I didn't. I paid for the monthly one this time. Um, I'll probably keep it until uh, after Christmas, then I'll probably cancel it again because I, I have too much. I can't watch it all the time, but I have been working through the um the the life of because I, I really like watching those ones and um there's other there was a, another one i watched as well uh something from the h2o area that i watched but i can't remember what it was off the top of my head well we'll, we'll talk off air that's all I'll okay say, okay okay so. i have some more iwtv moments to come though as well so, so. But considering this is the end of Good Cop, that might not be necessarily a good thing. Uh, Tom, you got 90 seconds worth of uh, extra um, sort of good? If you no, know, I'll take it. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll keep this brief because um, I don't really, I'm not, you know, it's not that I don't like current wrestling. I just, you know, I've been very not happy with AEW, um, WWE, just, you know, whatever. Um, however, I have been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, which is definitely by far my favorite current wrestling product that's on quote unquote TV. Uh, things have been going on really well, but I'm just going to talk, even though I may not be enjoying it and I may not be watching, uh, wrestling's in a great place. Um, I had mentioned a couple weeks ago, there were 22 wrestling shows within six hours of me um, in one weekend. Um, so obviously, you know, AEW may not be the product that I want, but it is creating competition and is giving people opportunities. Um, you know, not all the shows are great, I'm sure, uh, but if people can run 22 shows, that's awesome, you know. So my most of the shows probably only had 25, 30 people, but fuck it, you know, it's people wrestling runs doing wrestling shows. So yeah, I'll keep it brief. That's all I really got. Okay. Before I start, uh, I need to correct Matt before Rob does, or Chad, or someone. Someone's gonna have to correct him. Um, Baron Corbin is not the only gold medalist, world champion judo uh, performer. In WWE, because it is Ronda. Uh, she won oh. the 2008 World Cup Senior Gold Medalist in the International Judo Federation. But it's jujitsu. I said jujitsu, not judo. They're, they're, they're pretty goddamn close. They actually judo oh. and jujitsu are two very different sports. Jujitsu yeah. is primarily the striking form of judo, <laughs> but no. it's not the same thing. Jujitsu is no striking at all. 
No, jujitsu is striking. No. Yeah, jujitsu is all wrestling and holds and everything. So, but that's judo. <laughs> so, what's the difference? Rolls. Yeah. Now we have an interesting because I was a brown belt in judo, and I always assumed that jujitsu was the striking version. No, jujitsu is you're stronger on your back than you are on your feet. Judo is obviously the more throwing. So, how do they get them on the floor in jujitsu? I'm, I'm curious talking, now. I'm talking about back of the world, to be fair. And also, Baron Corbin was a boxer. How did he get into jujitsu? Huh? Oh, but he won the gold medal. I didn't. So he said, he said if, okay, even go by your analogy, then he's the only gold medalist male in WWE history. How about that? Well, no, Kurt Angle won a gold medal too. In this form, you. Well, you just said gold medalist. That was what you just said. Can't mute you. It's your turn to go. God damn it. Holly jolly fuck. So, good comp. Solid Raw, like I, I brought up earlier. Drew and Sammy was great. Uh, Jay and Seth was great. Two out of three, uh, two out of three falls was fantastic. Really enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to give a little credit to someone who doesn't always deserve it because he's been of a bit of a prick lately. Uh, Christopher... Irvin himself, Irvine, uh, Mr. Jericho, um, on uh, CVV on Insight uh, last week or earlier this week. Um, I really liked uh, what he said. He said that he thinks that everyone in the business should have had to work for Vince McMahon for six months just to learn his business acumen. And I thought that was a really interesting uh, point, especially from someone who has been very critical on his time with WWE, even though WWE kind of made him famous, maybe be a little more grateful for what they did do for you. Um, but I thought that was a really interesting thing to say. You know, everyone should have worked for him for six months at least. Um, he also, I always love when Chris Jericho shares his stories because he was one of those people that was in Vince's inner circle. Um, so he always has those fun little anecdotes about. Vince isms, and I think those are always fun to hear. That's it. Short, clean this week. Just added a quick bonus one, as you mentioned, Chris uh, Chris Van Vliet. Um, I think he said he had the eighteenth. The t- it was the eighteenth um, most listened to podcast. Not just sports, not wrestling. Eighteenth. I think he was third on wrestling. And yeah. I think I saw some fact about the YouTube. I think he said he had a million views in like forty eight hours. Yeah. Wow, boy, is he on the ascent! He's shot up. I'm very proud of mentioning though. Like he had a great. Hey, did you guys catch this one? He had a great interview with this person, this person, this person. So he's obviously doing great things, and people like that. You always happy for this when they get success like that and thoroughly deserve. Yeah. Um, I will say that Jericho had a point though about um how that his last run, how his run with with um Kevin Owens should have been a main event run. Should have been a main event run. It should have been, but I think that, and I think a lot of wrestlers who have reached the pinnacle, you know, whether it be, you know, pinnacle of New Japan or pinnacle of WWE or pinnacle of Impact or pinnacle of AEW, whatever, there's a point in your career where you just become more of an attraction than a main event star. Under It happened to Undertaker. You know, Undertaker wasn't the world champion, he wasn't the main event, you know, going into the tail end of his career. He was the attraction. He was the marquee. Um, you know, it, it, it's happened with Cena. Um, I think that's what we're going to see with Punk moving forward. Um, you know, we're going to see, you know, there's a point where you just become. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right on that side of things. 
but Kevin Owens was the fucking world champion. I agree. No, I agree. Um, and and, and to be he, fair, he was the universal champion, which was the belt main, name in which, the history of everything. Which was the main belt on that brand, and it wasn't the main event on that brand, which is ridiculous. Well, I mean, now we've got two singles championships that are on part timers. Things happen. But yeah, we, we know you know my feelings on that, which is a lot of bad cop stuff. Oh, look at that perfect segue, Lewis. Good. Guests get to go first. Tom, go ahead, please. Remain back up moment. All right. Um, hopefully I get my points here. I meant to write this all down, but uh, I try to keep it positive, as, as everybody knows. Um, you know, and this is something I've wanted to bring up uh, for quite a while. Um, but it is uh, Ring of Honor Honor Club. Um, shout out to my good friend and my co-host, Mr. William Mercer Jr. Uh, hashtag not our Ring of Honor. Um this new honor club is fucking complete goddamn dog shit. I don't know why, unless you're doing a Ring of Honor Rubbery podcast where you cover things from Ring of Honor from 10 years ago, why you would not, why you would buy Honor Club. Um, the fu- it, it looks nicer, I will give them that, but looks can be deceiving. Uh, they finally did re-add uh, the 10-second back and uh, the two-time speed. But other than that, it's complete functionality is dog shit. Um, if I'm watching a TV episode when I'm done with said TV episode, it goes to the one before that. Why the fuck would I want to watch a TV episode the one before from the one I just watched? It is complete dog shit. And Graham, we talked about earlier about you know the annual. It is actually more money if you subscribe to Honor Club annually than it is if you pay monthly. Yes, it's only twelve cents. But still, it's the fucking theory. That's still more. <laughs> yeah. That's it is stupid. the stupidest fucking thing ever. Um, you know, and listen, previous honor, and I've been with Honor Club since 2017. Yes, the older Pre Sinclair events were really bungled because they would put the event on there, but each match was individual. So you have no idea what the flow of the match was. Uh, they didn't have a lot of music rights and everything. So, like, you would turn on a match. The first three minutes would be quiet because they can't play it. Um, but at least those events were fucking on there. Last time I checked, from 2007, there are two matches. Not two events. Not two TV shows. Two fucking matches. So they've actually taken things off. Now, it could be a licensing thing. I get it. Okay, fine, Whatever. Uh, and my last biggest gripe is with Honor Club, before, you could buy discounted merchandise. You could buy DVDs. It gave you first access to tickets. Um, do we get any of that stuff with Honor Club now? No. So, yes. Hashtag not my Ring of Honor. Um, like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, our, our Ring of Honor ever, we do have a hard stop date. Our last episode will be December 27th, 2031, because we are not covering current Ring of Honor. Um, I can't bitch about current Ring of Honor because I don't watch it, but fuck them anyways. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Pay-per-views. Not on our club. They're finally going to put Vinyl Battle. I'm not going to watch, but... So, yeah, if you guys were wondering how I felt about Honor Club, there you go. That's so, it. And I'm super happy that you're here because I, I feel like I've brought this up for the past couple of weeks. Ring of Honor died the day Tony Khan purchased the company. 
that's 100 percent true and, and nobody wants to admit that nobody wants to just sit back because like i'm i'll admit i am not like a ring of honor historian i've watched a lot of ring of honor but usually it's i go back and watch things that i heard about or that i saw in the past you know, the last time I really even paid attention to Ring of Honor was probably like 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. You know, like kind of that Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniel, you know, CM Punk era. Yeah. Um, And that's what got me back into wrestling. It was because I had watched that and then I heard Punk was in WWE. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to check that out. Um, but no, it's the fact that I would be more likely to purchase final battle if I could just spend 15, 20 bucks on it, than signing up for a $10 a month subscription fee, they would be more likely to get money out of it. I really don't like the fact that it's not even an option and you know why, like Tom, you know why everyone knows why it's because they're trying to drive up subscriptions because it's faltering because ring of honor is just main event or superstars for AEW at this point. It's, you know, it's, it's AEW dark with a new logo, but AEW dark was a good show. That's the difference. I've watched a couple of the new Ring of Honor. Not for me. It's not. I, I agree with you. Hashtag not my Ring of Honor. Yeah. I mean, I tried. I'm going to disagree with you on one point. I, I don't think he died because of Tony Khan. I, I think he died with COVID. So Tom and I, one of the places we did meet, I think we actually saw each other first at the MLW show. Yep. But I think the second time we met was at the, the Ring of Honor show, the final battle. Um, final battle. Mason and I did one of the reviews. Uh, we had super cheap tickets, and it was a blast. It was great. The fact that we had that quality of wrestling in Baltimore, just like a 90-minute drive on a Friday, was awesome. It was great to see. So that second show that we went to as well, that was that was kind of going to become a regular thing for us. We were hoping that we could continually just keep going up to Baltimore, watching Ring of Honor. It was a little bit on the DL. Not everyone knew about it, but it was you were seeing top-quality matches at a great price, and it was fantastic. And once COVID came along, I, I think that it just changed the whole landscape and i just don't think that they could survive as well as some of the bigger companies did so i know that you like to bash tony khan but i don't think it was tony khan that was the final nail in the coffin i think it was i think it happened kind of before that i i think covid was a big factor in that unfortunately but i feel like ring of honor could have taken a hiatus and come back and been just as good whereas now it has become a half-assed developmental territory um and so so tom i don't know i don't know you you obviously weren't here for this but you may have heard it um uh whatever two months ago or three months ago whenever it was when eddie kingston won the roh world title like it should have been a really cool moment for him i felt nothing at all because it it was the opening contest of Dynamite or Battle of the Belts or whatever the fuck it was, it was an okay match. It was a good you know a good enough match, but it was just like oh, it was Grand Slam. I'm sorry, it was Grand Slam. Um, but it means nothing because those belts don't mean anything anymore. They're just props. A lot of wrestlers will say, "Well, these are props. These are props. These are props." But to me. Like the Intercontinental Championship means something. If you hold that Intercontinental Championship, it means you've reached a certain level 
of of being a professional wrestler. Um, I'll even give AEW credit. The AEW world title finally means something because they put it on someone who's an up and coming star, and now it it means something. The Ring of Honor world title, the Ring of Honor, all the Ring of Honor titles. I don't, a I don't know who half the champions are. I know Athena is women's champion because she's the only good part of Ring of Honor right now. But she should just be in the women's picture in AEW because she works for AEW. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's Ring of Honor now is just like ECW and WCW were after purchased being purchased by Vince McMahon. They they mean nothing anymore. The WCW title didn't mean anything. The ECW title didn't mean anything. These were just cheap knockoffs because he owns the rights. And, and I feel like that's what Ring of Honor is now. Yeah, there's been five matches announced for final battle, by the way. Um, there is one, two, three, four, five, about 12 people confirmed for those matches. One is a Ring of Honor superstar. Everyone else is AEW signed. Ring of Honor is not what it used to be. At all. Yeah, and, and honestly, and uh, not to be a contrarian, but during the pandemic, I thought Ring of Honor was putting on the best progress, you know, the best the best product. Um, you know, they had that pure tournament that was awesome. I mean, all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, was great. Great. And like Graham said, I mean, the, the, the matches we saw, you know, were awesome. The only bad match we saw was the two where we were sitting together, but we won't throw shade um, because Willow's a superstar and she should have won. You know, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's just a shame. Um, you know, I, I I thought maybe Tony Khan would just leave. You know, let someone else run it. You know, or I thought maybe he just bought it for the library. Tony fucked the library up. But they were trying to do the right thing as well. Like, weren't they paying their wrestlers even if they weren't wrestling during that? Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what happened in the end, but my feeling was that they ran out of money. Like, I'm not sure if that's true. That's my feeling, and that's kind of one of the reasons it had to be sold. But they were trying to do the right thing by their wrestlers, which was... But then you've you've also got the fact of Ring of Honor had the best technical wrestler in the world. And he's gone because of Khan. So, for that reason alone, Tony Khan, you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I, I think, you know, to, to kind of play off of that, what they, what he should have done is, I think one of the best periods of WWE. Now, I mean, WWE, I mean, post 2002 WWE, um, was when Vince kind of pitted his own company against itself, where he had, you know, one one person booking SmackDown and one person booking Raw. And he really wanted them because we can all admit Paul Heyman's SmackDown was a phenomenal show. He knew what he was doing and he was putting on the best shows, the best pay-per-views. Paul Heyman knew what was up. And I, I think Tony should have done the same thing. I think he should have taken Ring of Honor. He should have given it to one of his veteran Ring of Honor stars. He should have given it to Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, uh, Daniel Bryan. uh, Barry uh, Lynn. Yeah. Just give them the show. Say, you book this. I'll pay for everything. I will, you know, finance the touring and the TV tapings and all of that. And we can feature Ring of Honor on AEW pay-per-views, not weekly TV. Make your titles mean something. And let, you know, like I said, Debry or whoever handle the booking and just 
separate it, make it its own thing. What Vince should have done with WCW. Yeah, I could ask one question. I, we already mentioned my hearing is not very good. When Ryan was suggesting all the different names from Ring of Honor, Tom, I thought you said Vera Lynn. I, I know you clearly did not. Um, who did you say? Jerry Lynn's one of their main. Oh, Jerry Lynn. Okay, all right. Sorry, Matt. Matt's not. We'll meet again. <laughs> don't know where. Don't I know Matt know knows where. who Vera Lynn is. I'm sure these two do not. <laughs> Yeah. That was a war song, also sung during the pandemic, frequently <laughs> by, the, by the nursing staff. Uh-huh. It's good Who's to it? get. It's good to get something topical on a wrestling show like Vera Lynn. <laughs> right, who's going next? It's then? you. It's you. Me. Okay. Yep. Right. It's it's too much of an open goal to go after Ric Flair again. It'll come up in fan cop moments anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's deciding what I want to focus on, but I'm going to focus on NXT this week. Um, actually, I can't do that because it's only a short thing. My bad cut moment of week is CXW. Whoa, whoa, where did this come from? Whoa. Holy, stop the press, time, time out. I'm sorry, I, I need a break because my <laughs> eyes just rolled back in my head so far. Uh-huh. I can actually see the tumor that's growing. All right, now I found my video clip. My bad cut moment of the week is CXW. The live, the full show went out this past week. And the production quality is terrible. Man, only if you fucking knew someone who worked there and you could bring this up to them. Oh, no, he brought up to me. <laughs> we are changing our production team for next week, for this next show, completely. It it was it was not good. It was not good. Um, I sound terrible because I've got a really bad cough at the time as well. Even with me like covering the microphone, you can still hear the coughing. Um, it it wasn't good. It it wasn't good. It wasn't good. The show's great. Obviously, the action in the ring is great, but so watch it without the sound on. <laughs> even without the sound, the, the could you lurch from, from different camera angles and everything like that? The the quality of the different cameras is not the same. So it it's going from HD to to not good. It's terrible. We've reached a point in technology where your options are HD and not good. Yeah. I don't know enough different things, but I was thinking 16 by 9? That's widescreen? Well, that's, a, that's a resolution. Never mind. Exactly. My point, the point I'm making is it not good. It not good. Um, Aspect ratio. Sorry, that's the word I was looking for. But we are um, we're taking that, learning from it, and we're going to rebuild all that stuff up from the ground up. We've already signed a new production team for next time out, so it's good. Now, did I just miss? Normally, I would see the promotional stuff like, "Hey, watch this," and like I can follow CXW on Facebook. I follow Paris. I follow you. Normally, I see that kind of stuff, and I'm aware of it. And I know that you're normally going to bring it on the show. I didn't see a single post. So, is that it was shared? It was shared like twenty times that that day. Oh, I just missed it. I, I was sick. For it was shared on. It was shared on Twitter. It okay. was shared on Instagram, which you do have an account on, but you don't even check. I don't um, it was shared by everyone who was on a card at Toe to Toe as well. So that's on you being asleep. I just missed it. Okay. Yeah. So, Matt, 
if you don't want me asking, do they have, so they have a separate production team that's not done internally? Um, I've been, I'm not sure of everything, I'll be honest. I'm relatively new to the team on that side of things. Um, I literally walk out, sit at a table, and shout and scream, basically, which is what I love doing. Um, one thing that was noted as well is that four hours sitting there and shouting is, is takes a big toll on your voice. Yeah, I'd imagine. So I have been suggested to take a break, <laughs> to like step out of the booth for, um, step out of the booth for a match. Um, so I'm going to pick the match, obviously, um, so I can have that break, so I can refresh myself, have a drink, have some sausage, proper sausage, obviously, um, and just like gather myself. Right. That's going to be really awkward because that's going to tell which wrestlers you don't want to watch. I just want to use uh, this. They're going to know that you don't care about their match. I love them all, Graham. I hang out in the locker room before and after, Graham. I want to use this as an opportunity, though, um, because this is something that I'm really, really adamant about. And I don't think enough people um, give this credit. And I also really, 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 so we all know and love, uh, or hopefully love, I love the WWE documentaries that they do, you know, their production is second to none. And especially nowadays where they kind of let them talk about things outside of the company to whether it be other companies or whatever, Um, that Michael Cole does this for five to eight hours every single week all year long and i think michael cole deserves a wwe documentary about the fact that he's been with the company for so long and only missed a handful of shows at best um just talking with you like when we're done here every week or back when i did uh my show or back when i you know streamed on twitch which i'm trying to do more I did, um, but I, I go, I walk away and I go, God damn, my throat hurts because it's just, there's a lot to talking for that long. I remember, Graham, you probably remember more than I do. Um, I did a, an episode of, of my former show by myself and it was the most painful thing because I don't think I stopped talking for over 45 minutes and it hurt. <laughs> it hurt real bad. It is it it hurts vocally. I think it hurts more your ego. It's really difficult to do. Um, I have a massive amount of respect for Bishop because he does generally do his shows by himself, and it is a it's a very yeah. difficult skill to have nobody to bounce off and to just talk continually. Like we can get little breaks. Like we can say, "Hey, Matt, what did you think? Tom, what did you think?" And we can we without a little break. When you don't have that, forty five minutes is a heck of a long time. I had to do it for JGB a couple of times and MGB, and even fifteen minutes feels like an absolute absolute lifetime and i hated every single second while i did it as well so yeah chris is closing in on his 100th show yeah yeah so like, yeah. yeah takes a special person and that person is definitely not me that's for sure very special don't worry about that 
Yep, yep. All right, my um bad main bad cop moment of the week should really have been a good cop moment, but as things work out, this week I felt it was the total opposite. I had a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about for good cop, and nothing really for anything for bad cop. And Ryan, I mentioned this was something I wanted to talk to. I needed you to be in here because this was strictly for you, and then I teased it as saying it was a bad cop moment. It's not really a bad cop moment, but I will turn it at the end. Okay. So while I was trying to get my value for money out of IWTV, I can't remember exactly how I came across this. Um, basically, I found a podcast that only has eight episodes so far, and it was something that really interested me. So I went back and started on episode one. I think I'm currently up to about episode six, and I will definitely watch the next three coming up soon. So I guess I'm going to let you interject straight away with a yes or no, Ryan, so I can know where you stand on this. Have you seen IWTV's talking... Now, I was going to say talking garbage, but it's not. It's uh, IWTV's talking garbage... I'm hoping my uh, Massachusetts accent was good then. Uh, it wasn't, but no, I haven't. Okay, fair enough. So let me give it a little more details then. So it's from Prize City, Massachusetts, which I don't think that's a real place. I I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Um, it starts in August. So they've obviously been filming now for about four months. Um, it seems to be very random when they come out. There was three episodes on consecutive days, and then there was like a month until the next episode. So it's basically whenever these guys want to do this. Um, the room they have, it looks like it's got Christmas tree decorations in it. So it looks like it's just like a storage area. The host is Alec Price, who I believe is still the current IWTV champion. Is that right? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. I kind of lost track a little bit. Um, the two co-hosts, I don't know, and I'm not sure if you know them, Ryan. I'm not sure if they are uh, Massachusetts people. Uh, Jimmy James and uh, John Roy. And the reason I like this podcast is, it, they said straight away, this is not a wrestling podcast. This is just literally people talking about, they'll mention wrestling for sure, but they're also going to talk about their work life. They're going to talk about the fact that they have to do other stuff besides wrestling and some of the shit that goes on in their lives. And it just feels like three people they're chatting talking about life just talking about stuff they'll have wrestlers who will casually drop in which I, I find very confusing i'm not quite sure how that's happening how do you get a wrestler suddenly appearing in a podcast like that so i'm not sure if that part's staged um lots of different sections as well um as a oh they have a shindy watch which as far as i can tell stands for shit indie and um, they're literally putting on, they're literally playing the backyard matches they had when they were kids. And they're kind of providing like a new commentary to it and talking about the backstory, uh, things like that. It's kind of interesting to see an IWTV champion talking about when he's like 15 and 16 and the characters they created, where it was, their friends coming around, all that sort of stuff. So I don't hear enough about that. So I'm really enjoying them talking about shit indie stuff as well. I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with that. If it's just going to stay on their own matches, I don't know. Um, oh, Loved it as well. While they were recording, their Wi-Fi went, so they couldn't actually show the clip, so they just had to talk about general stuff. Um, they started talking about the Woo Socks, and then they started talking about the old Poor Socks. So, being a Boston Red Sox fan, I'm in my element. I know, Ryan, you know about that local baseball scene as well. Um, they talked about a wrestler who got concussed in Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, took a shit in the parking lot, starts wiping his ass with his hand, the police arrive in, um, there's so much going on in this. This is just episode one that I'm talking from right now, but it's total chaos. It's talking about work. It's talking about backyard wrestling. It's talking about stories that they remember from wrestling. Um, it's very Massachusetts based. Um, if you haven't listened to it, I definitely think you need to check it out. 
A uh, couple other things I got on here as well. Uh, oh, they were talking about how wrestlers get pissed off on the indies that their move isn't filmed, but they're never telling the camera people ahead of time that, hey, look, I'm going to do this move at this point in the match. You need to catch it. So there's a lot of back um, sort of things that I wouldn't even think about that they obviously know about because they hear it in the locker room. So I'm really enjoying that part of it. So everything I've said so far is this is really a good cop moment. So why is this a bad cop moment? Well, I had to twist it two uh two reasons one of the reasons is i think most people make fun of vince russo for a couple of things one being completely out of date but two always saying like everything is bro oh my god alex price says bro more than any other person besides vince russo i've ever heard and for some reason it's not as annoying as when vince russo says it um but it was like oh my god it's way too much now the other one this is only a potential bad cop moment so the podcast that they do they seem to have new segments every week i think they just think of an idea and they have a segment but one of the reoccurring themes in five episodes i'm gonna put you on the spot ryan you said you haven't seen it so i guess the answer is not I was going to accuse you of uh, plagiarism. So the segment that they have that I'm really enjoying is, let me get my notes up. I want to give it the exact name. The Theory of Conspiracy. Every week on every episode, this is the only reoccurring theme, is that they have some sort of conspiracy theory. And as this went back to August, I was doing my my calendar in my head. I was like, hold on a second. Isn't that when Ryan started his conspiracy theory segment? Kind of like September, October. Did he watch that podcast and go, oh, these are my Massachusetts boys and I'm going to steal that segment from them? Sounds like that might not be true. But I had literally nothing for Bad Cop this week and I wanted to talk about that. Uh, Talking garbage. It's amazing. Um, It's like an hour long. All video. But yeah, I'm loving it. So, I mean, first and foremost, I feel like my new uh, segment is I have whatever segment I want every week. Uh, the conspiracy just happened to run two weeks because I had two conspiracies. Conspiracy may come back. I don't know. I have no conspiracies right now. How generally does... what they do, they have different segments depending on it, but conspiracy has been yeah. in every No, week. I, I genuinely didn't know. And I think this is the same thing. Uh, it, it's just one of those things like when uh, when movies come out and it happens to be that two movies come out that have a very similar plot around the same time. Obviously, they couldn't have known this because it took them a year or two to film it. Um, Volcano, Dante's Peak, you know, great films, very different, but both about volcanoes. Uh, No, Dante's Peak is better, you fucking twat. Yeah, don't piss me off about Dante's Peak. Wow. Didn't say Dante's Peak isn't good. It's better. Um, um, a Pierce Brosnan is better than Tommy Lee Jones. No, first and foremost, no, worst Bond um, ever. Whoa, whoa! You're giving more credit to George Lazenby than fucking Pierce Brosnan. At least he's a model. At least he looked good. Uh, okay, Pierce Brosnan is stunning. Pierce Brosnan's of the fucking shoe. He's also Irish. And Irish is better than English, you fuck. Well, Bond is Scottish, which means only Connery ever paid him properly. Yeah, and Connery was a raper. Uh, I'm sorry, Connery's Bond was a raper. So was Moore. Yeah, I do love Roger Moore. Timothy mm. Dalton was great. Anyway, I like most that. of the Bonds. Anyways. And it, does that great for like a conspiracy, uh, conspiracy cop? Isn't Idris Elba playing the next Bond? Allegedly, and that would be awesome. 
it would be awesome, but it would never happen because he's because t- he says that he's not going to do it. So, well, I've heard no. It's um the uh, the broccolis want a younger Bond. Uh, he's just too old. So shoot, you got one. Okay. Well, I don't know if he takes his shirt off, they're going to change their mind. So I'm just going to say that. So yeah. from what I understand, is the next Bond movie or the next Bond they want to sign to a very long term deal because Daniel Craig was trying so hard to get out of it um, that they want to make sure they have someone that's young and can keep going. Whatever. Welcome to a uh, good Bond, bad Bond. Um, that's our new segment. I wanted to ask one question. Having heard about that story about Lowell, Massachusetts, is that a is that would that kind of fit with your image of Lowell, Massachusetts? People taking dumps in parking lots and wiping their ass with their hand. Oh yeah. Oh okay. All right. Yeah, I, Lowell's I not. Know, the, I don't know not, Lowell specifically. So. It's not the worst. The worst would be like Revere, the fucking Lynn. Like those are the real shitholes. But uh, no, Lowell's not too uh, not too shiny. Now, my no, Massachusetts I mean. knowledge is obviously very limited, but I think I've heard um, somewhere, isn't Lynn known as the City of Sin? Lynn's known as the City of Fucking Crack. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Fucking Crack Kid. Oh, okay. Fucking Lynn has a bad the... reputation though, right? Oh, yeah. I, th- I know I heard that somewhere. It's it's in some baseball song that I got. You know, it's, it's, it's unfortunately like a town like Lynn, Lynn is a fairly poor town. It's, 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 it's your, your Massachusetts, like section eight housing and stuff like that. You know, it's just, it's, that's what it's, it's kind of known for. And unfortunately with that kind of low income housing comes some issues. It's, it's not as bad as people make it out to me, but it's still kind of a shitty area. Okay. All right. All right, Ryan, what you got for your main bad cop moment of the week? So, gentlemen, as you may remember, my main good cop moment was Edge and Christian uh, main eventing Dynamite and that being the worst match, which is a testament to how good the card was. Now, my main bad cop moment is Edge and Christian main eventing Dynamite. Not because of the match itself, just because... um, so the IWC has this tendency we've talked about the hypocrisy where currently it's like WWE bad AEW good and no matter what each of them do that's the way that things tend to swing so I saw a lot of people who were like making it out to be that Edge and Christian main eventing this that this match was this like epic confrontation like oh my god can you believe it edge versus christian so first and foremost anyone who's paid attention to wrestling at all knows that this isn't even close to the first time these guys these two guys have competed against one another you know it's i i pulled it up just just so i could sound smart three matches in 2001 rebellion unforgiven no mercy these were one-on-one matches they had a match on raw in 2010 and then they had a bunch of tag matches against one another whatever so obviously the match in 2010 is what they were using to promote the match on dynamite oh for you know 
first time in 13 years, blah, blah, blah. This is where my issue comes in. First and foremost, I didn't like people making this out to be as big of a deal as it was because it we've seen it before. Like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. So they're like, this epic confrontation, 13 years in the making. Okay, so in that 13 years, Edge was retired for nine of them, first and foremost. Um, secondly, even when he wasn't retired, Christian and him weren't in the same company together. The last time we saw them in the ring together before um, Copeland came over to AEW was, what, two years ago at the Royal Rumble? Last year. Last year? Was that last year? Yeah. So it's not even like, okay, so the last time we see them, they're hugging. I understand that this is an epic confrontation now, but why wouldn't you book it that way? Why wouldn't you talk about like, oh my God, these guys were best of friends and he finally comes to AEW where he where they can be together again and 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 Christian turns his back on him. That's your story, not 13 years in the making. That's stupidest reason for them to have a match now matt i know you agree with this because it's one of the few things we agree on why the fuck isn't this a pay-per-view match if it's such a big deal why isn't it pay-per-view my thoughts on the matter have been i've been told i've got, got to wait for the payoff every time i say this but the fact the matter is is that if you're going to give away a pay-per-view level match on free TV, as it were, then they have built up to it at least. So, you know, that's fine sort of thing. But then they wouldn't have fucking ruined it with that stupid fucking finish. What was that cunt doing in the ring at the end? Uh, uh, I thought you like Bryce Ramsburg. Oh, I'm not even... Don't even get me started, Graham. Hey, hey, this is my bad cop moment, sir. Decorum, please. Decorum. I don't know. The hinky finish. I mean, anyone who watched that knew that was coming a mile away anyways. There was no way that, you know, Christian was dropping the title. It it just wasn't going to happen. There was going to be a hinky finish, whether it be through the patriarchy or, you know, as soon as uh, I'm blanking on her first name. Nick Wayne's mom. Whatever. Uh, Anna, Shana, something like that. Shania, yeah, Bruce. maybe something. Bruce some, 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 some white trash chick name. Whatever. As soon as she came out, I was like, she's turning heel. She's joining the patriarchy, and I'm okay with that because I think the patriarchy is a really phenomenal stable. I, I especially love that Christian renamed Luchasaurus after Christian's finisher. Like, I just think that's phenomenal. I think everything about this storyline is absolutely great. I love Christian. Um, Going back to the late 90s, I think Christian should have been the breakout star from that team. Nothing against Edge. Like, really nothing against him. But I was always a Christian guy. I loved Christian. Um, But I just, I felt like this was just not the right time um not the right way um and it could be on tv like i have really no issue with that i think in the current build of that storyline it should have been a pay-per-view match had they built it in a different way i think it could have been a tv match but it shouldn't have been on random dynamite it should have been on 
you know, maybe their New Year's show, if you want to do it, you know, or whatever, like a specialty show. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. I think that's coming up. I think that's soon. When the fucking like, game, I like, like, no, it is. No, how is it? What are you? Never mind. We, we'll get into snowing. how winter. It's snowing, mate. It's winter. Winter doesn't start until the end of December. Yeah, we're, still in, we're still in autumn, Matt. Yeah, this not is here, not here. We're not. Yes, we. That's the way it works. There's a salt. Anyways, oh my god, uh, Graham, Graham, I understand your frustrations. I really do, and I will let you speak in just a moment. But to 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 cap it off, it was such a great match, and it just felt like this is the reason it should have been on pay per view instead of. TV, not because you shouldn't have pay-per-view quality matches on TV. I think you absolutely should. The fact that we're now getting it interrupted by commercials. And and that's that's my main problem with that. If this was, you know, Edge versus Luchasaurus or something, or Edge versus Christian, but the title wasn't on the line or something, cool, absolutely. As soon as you make it a title match, though, I'm like, maybe this should have been your opening contest of World's End, not your main event to random dynamite number 602 or however many they're on. I don't know how many they're on. I really don't pay attention. But anyways, Graham. Uh, I... That'd be like 12 years worth of material. Yeah, I know. You, um, you, have, right. the, you have the floor. Thank you. Well, yeah, I'm going to give it to you straight back again because I want you to answer a question. Um, how long do you think uh, Christian's career is going to go on for? How long do you think Edge's career is going to go on for? How much longer at this point? Um, so they're both what mid forties, I believe. I want to say they're around like forty five ish. Um, you at this point with with what athletes know now compared to what they knew 15, 20 years ago, I'd give them both. Maybe not Edge just because he has a pre-existing condition, um, but I would easily give them both two to five years. Um, right, so I think your figure's a little bit higher than what I'm thinking. Um, Christian, I think possibly two to three. Um, I think Edge less than a year. So um, the answer to your question is, why did they have this match then? Um do we have any pay-per-views that are going to be for AEW that are going to be in Canada within the next year that we know of? Okay. The room's gone quiet. All right. So no. No, no, no hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Planning ahead Graham. in terms of things like this. So I think that I don't think I don't think Edge is going to be going for as long as you think he as you suggested he possibly might do. I think it's less than a year. So I think this is possibly his last match that's going to be in in well I think it's probably the last match that's going to be in Canada. I don't think we know that they like to go to Chicago a lot. You guys have talked about that a here's, lot. So I here's understand the why they did it then. I also said before this match that if you think this is the pay per view match, then I think you're wrong anyway. This is the build up to the pay per view match. So I think the match that you won, I just think you're going to get it at a different time. No, but th so that's the finish for this one, like you said, was not yeah. great. But we knew it wasn't going to be clean. Did you really expect it to be a clean finish? I did not. That's not the problem. You didn't, so you didn't you listen to, to me. I think, no, no, you said I could have the floor. I think you let the fans get to see those two wrestle in their own country, in that area where they're well known. 
But then you can now have that pay-per-view match and you kind of built to it because that match was a little bit disappointed, like you said, and then you get the real match. So they weren't putting the pay-per-view match on a random dynamite, like you're saying. I think you got that part of it slightly wrong. I think they're putting that match on because of the last chance to possibly have that match in Canada. But then you do get to have that match as a pay-per-view. Hey, if they don't have that match as a pay-per-view later, I will take everything back and you can mock me mercilessly. And I got it completely wrong. But if they do, if they have that pay-per-view match down the line, then I think they did it okay okay so i have have a few i have a few uh um uh a few updates okay so first and foremost excuse me um you and tony khan's canadian racism aside um now where was this match graham graham where, where was dynamite this week uh wasn't it toronto no, it was Montreal, Quebec. Oh, Montreal. So, A, we're not even in the right province. But you have to go with what you've got. Like I said, um, like, hold, they're hold not going to be around for a long time. This, how many how many other hold matches on. they got appearing in Canada? If you tell the me they're going to appear in Toronto in three weeks, fine. I got it wrong. They're going to they're gonna be in Toronto for Dynamite in March. It's not that far away. <laughs> if you're saying Edge's career or Christian's career is going to be over in the next three months, now we have a problem. Because they shouldn't be wrestling in the first place. They're going to be in Toronto in months, not years, months. Um, and and to go back to the booking side of it and the build, as you're saying, that's what I said. This should have been a non-title match leading to a pay-per-view match for the championship. It was a title match, though. That's, that's the issue I take with this. And the fact that they're going to be in Canada, so they're going to be... Collision in Ottawa on March 16th, Dynamite in Toronto on March 20th, then they're going to Quebec City on the 27th, and then back to London, Ontario um, on the 30th. There is a Canadian tour that was already planned. That's the issue I'm mainly having with this, is shouldn't have been a title match, and you should have done it in Toronto, because they are from Toronto, Ontario, not Montreal, Quebec. They might, that's still, like, they might still have that match then. Sure, well, but that's like saying, oh my god, it's John Cena's homecoming this week in Albany, New York. Well, it's pretty close. It's it's close. It's 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 almost there. This is the issue I have with it. I don't I think, think this Canadian was the right icon, so I can understand why. I don't think you can put that story off until March. You said that's close. That's over three months away. That's 13, 14 weeks. This that's is a long three months time away. That story bubbling over, considering where it was already at. So, well, that's why you have this match, non-title match. It's a grudge match. Christian goes over Hinky. Edge Edge isn't wrestling every single week. He's wrestling every now and then because he does have a neck issue. He is a little bit over the hill for a professional wrestler. So you have that hinky finish. You have Shania Twain or whatever her name is, hit him with the belt, and he's out for a couple of weeks or a couple of months even because it's professional wrestling. You can easily change the story to fit the narrative you need to tell. They didn't do that. They they blew their wad in one match. It's a title match. It's a grudge match. It's in Canada. When they could have just made it a non-title match, it's still in Canada. So it's like, hey, yeah, they're Canadian boys. That's cool. But you could have held this over. You know, this is a these are guys who put on the match of the night 
in the Sky Dome in Toronto at WrestleMania. And you're trying to make us believe that this is almost equivalent to that, the way they were hyping it up. I'm not saying you, I'm not saying Tom, um, but the way AEW was hyping it up, like, holy shit, can you believe this? Oh my God. That's just, for what we got and what we could have had, this wasn't the right way to do it, in my humble opinion. I know I'm a very humble person. I understand. In my humble opinion, this was not the way to go about it. And right. rant. I am pleased yeah. to say I called this. Once you said you had an hour rant, I was like, I'm guessing it has something to do with this match. And you had to be very cool. It, it actually, no, when, when I said I had a rant, it was actually because I thought Ric Flair did something else. That <laughs> oh, was, okay. that was right. fucking humble. Damn it. Oh, um, I got it. To, um, there was something that made me think that that's what you wanted to talk about. To um, answer your question briefly, gentlemen, um, they're both 50. Oh <gasps> no, yeah. they are Sting, not. Sting is 63, so 64 age is a, now. 64 now, yeah. yeah age is, is, a, is a construct. The 50s looking so wow, so good. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, the difference is is that with the greatest of respect to the gentlemen who were wrestling in the ring this week, they were telling it looks a lot better shape than they do. It's just because, aside from our beautiful guest Tom here, we're all sacks of shit. Speak <laughs> for yourself, mate. I've lost fifty fucking pounds. Yeah, I'm putting over our guest. Come on. I I, 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 I didn't say he wasn't very handsome. Look at look at that wonderful moustache and beard. It's when it's all together, it's called a goatee. But anyways, mm. darling, it out. All right, I think it, if I'm correct, I believe that it's speed check time. So, oh, I, there's no way Tom's filling 90 seconds, so I don't even really need to set this. We rarely get even one second. Tom, if there's anything you'd like to talk out that was also a bad cop moment, go go ahead. I actually do have one, um, but I will keep it quick. Uh, like I re- referenced earlier, I've been watching mostly New Japan Pro Wrestling. Shout out to uh, Big Dick Brett of the Brand Buster Boys and JCB, a band from Ringside. And our good friend, Mr. Alex Azar. Um, you can also hear both of them here on Visionized Global Media. Uh, but the young lion, Mr. Ren Narita, joining the worst fucking stable in the history of fucking wrestling, the House of Fucking Torture. Fuck you, Ren Narita. And fuck House Torture. That's all I gotta say. House Torture is dog shit, it's fucking horrible. You're in a stable with the second best wrestler in the world, Zack Sabre Jr., and you're going to go with fucking House of Fucking Torture? Fuck off. I love seeing Tom lose his fucking mind. I'm curious. If Zack Sabre is the second greatest wrestler, because I'm assuming you're talking technical. Yeah. Okay, who's who's the best then? I'm just curious. Will Ospreay is definitely having the best year of wrestling. I knew you were going to say it, and I knew it would make Matt mad. I know, but I mean, <laughs> feels the good. Proof, the proof is in the pudding, though. I mean, yeah, the Yorkshire pudding because he's English. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Tom was appearing on this, so I don't have a devil's advocate for him. But I, I don't think it's going to be too difficult to come up with something <laughs> at the top of my top of my head, right? Perhaps not. Oh, yeah, I kind of. <laughs> but not the top of the hour though, because that makes Graham mad. You want me to go quickly, Graham? Uh, sure, go ahead. Wesley out for twelve months. Yeah. Gutted for him. Oh. Gutted for him. 
can't feel anything in his legs at all. Excruciating pain. Uh, is out of the out of uh, the event this weekend. But Dawn Steel will still be facing someone, Dragon Lee, instead for the North Mega Championships. That's not the end of the world, or that sort of thing, at least. Uh, TKO Mark Shapiro is now my on my most on my most hated level of cunts um, because he is scrapping live shows. He would scrap the live shows and in live events. Oh. Save money. Um, what else have I got here? What else have I got here? Um, Ric Flair deciding to uh, to go one on one with Mike Chandler from the MMA. Um, I, if it was staged or not, I don't care. There's now talk of them bringing him into AEW to do an angle with Ric Flair in the ring for real. I'm like, no, we don't fucking want this shit. And then there's somebody out there who is being an absolute prick for someone who wanted paying for supplying a ring, speaker, all the equipment for an indie event. Been doing it right for the pandemic. And then when he was asked for his just dues, he was told no. Someone said, and I quote, getting paid more than the wrestlers and, talk, and taking no bumps sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me, mate. Slagging him off because he wanted his dues as a guy providing a service, wanting paying. That's big bacon, Brad. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, oh, let me just start my clock here. Um, the tournament on AEW, it seems too long. Tom, when I was on your podcast for Ring of Honor, thankfully I managed to avoid that what looked like a ridiculously long tournament. <laughs> one on AEW seems to be, only having just started watching it again, seems to be equally ridiculously long as well. Um, I don't remember where I read it, so I don't have an official source for this. Apparently people were having difficulty reading the score, like they couldn't figure out the grid. I'm like, oh my god, it's like a table. Like it tells you at the end of each row how many points they have. I, I don't know why people would find that confusing but um, I'm not particularly impressed with that tournament. American fans are dumb. <laughs> Don't forget about Dow Girl Redneck on the phone. PEW Guru uh, reported Fremantle, which had the license for WWE DVDs and Blu-rays in Great Britain, announced that WWE has decided to leave the home video category and no licensing deals will be renewed after 2023. Um, I know you guys, I think most people kind of started off with like renting a DVD or perhaps getting a pay-per-view or something. And people have talked about the advantages of going back when you have those because things get cut from the network etc etc so you won't be able to do that going forwards because uh, they're not going to be doing that well certainly not in great britain anyway and the last one was um kerry posted on twitter matt last night matt was right about drinking laws um i posted that no he wasn't and then that tweet got deleted very quickly uh chad mentioned i never thought i'd see the words matt is right um if you're 16 or 17 and accompanied by an adult you can drink but not buy beer wine or cider with a meal i was wrong on 13 but that you can certainly do that you don't have to be 18 it's seven in wisconsin <laughs> and maybe not quite that young but i mean i did have my first beer in wisconsin with my dad in a bar at seven years old in europe it's very standard like the french will have um a small serving of wine for for their for their kids to acclimate them as it were uh, yeah i mean why my frogs are burning every Every week, Greg, oh, the Germans drink beer as well at a younger age as well. So the the twenty one from a European perspective, twenty one is very high. 
Well, in any case, yeah. I stand by what I said about last week, Graham. Okay. You, you said, said you couldn't that... go on a date with them because you wouldn't be able to have a, a drink. and that was a, tra- a traditional date in the UK, Graham, was go for a drink in a pub. Oh, they can. They could. They could go with the person. So, we were talking so you're about just... Rick Blair being inappropriate, but you could. Well, you could get them a meal, and you can buy them a drink, but they just can't buy the drink for themselves. So no. You I don't. just want to know how fucking much of an alcoholic uh, society England is, where the the only form of dating is. It's drinking. not the only form. It's not the only form, right? We did you mention said last time. You don't have to go for a beer. You could go for a coffee, or you could go bowling. Or well, hold could... on, hold on, hold on. I have, a, I have a question. This is this is a this is an actual question. I'm not trying to be an asshole for a second. Weird. I know. When in England, or we'll say even in the entire UK, I'm gonna throw some Scotland, some Ireland, some Wales in there too. When is it traditionally acceptable as a young person to start dating? And I mean really dating, not like holding hands on the schoolyard. It depends. When I was when I was a youngster, that was many years ago now. Um, Keep 14, in mind, we're roughly the same age. Mm. 14, 15. Sounds about right. Nowadays, 10, 11. That's really? fucking weird. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a Graham, Graham, if you want proof of that, Graham, the unfortunate thing is there are more and more preteen pregnancies now. See, that's interesting, because actually the stats in America say the opposite right now. Teen pregnancies, pregnancies are actually on a low again. It was a listed of the, the positive things that have happened in 2023, and teen pregnancies are way down on what they used to be. Well, it's because nobody can afford anything. Even, even the teenagers are realizing how expensive it is to exist. Anyways. Oh, sorry, Matt, you said pre-teen pregnancies. Yeah, I don't have stats on that. Yeah, don't look at the stats in that game. You'll, oh, get, you'll, get, you'll get a search from them. <laughs> Man, we, we go off on some tangents, but yeah, I'm not, I don't want to go any further. Don't, don't go that one, yeah. No, I but I, 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 unfortunately, I read these sort of things in magazines and mm-hmm. stupid... Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, like That's a front page. You have. The front page of these, like, trashy novels, like, I, I had sex with my father's ghost and things like that. I was like, well, how can Writes this fucking crap. Sounds like National Enquirer. All right, yeah. Ryan, what you got? Um, well, I'll I'll open up with Matt already brought it up. Uh, Wesley's injury that sucks. Uh, really phenomenal performer, and to have him out for so long that that sucks. Um, so uh, Seth no selling Jay's super kick on Raw because they had to rush the finish because they were running out of time. It's a world title match. Don't be no-selling someone's signature move, but I get it. It just sucked. I it, I didn't like it. Um, the rumors that we uh, are no longer, uh, no more yeet. Uh, that makes me sad because uh, Jay, Jay's over and to lose his catchphrase so quickly. Um, that sucks. You know, uh, he's he has a lot of momentum and I'm hopefully, hoping that... Um, uh, they can figure out yeet for him. Um, yeah. and uh, I had one more and I can't remember what it was because I didn't write it down. Uh, well, just because Tom's here, I'm just gonna say Ring of Honor. I'm sorry, uh, AE Ring of Honor, whatever we're gonna use for a tagline to figure that out. Just WWE, WWE, come on, we all remember that. Um, 
Ring Ring of Connor. I don't know. Ring of Connor. That almost works. Uh, yeah, you're at time, so you're done. Yeah, no, I, I, I got going to be a complete dick when you said, uh, well, "Oh, is it, is Tom's here? Tom's my bad compliment." I was like, "Oh my no, god!" No, but I'm taking <laughs> like, my seven. Jesus I'm god. taking my seven seconds back because I just remember what it was. Um, Graham, you. This is to play on your bad cop moment from last week. Uh, too much advertising in WWE. I'm so mad. Gur 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 gur. Uh, Dynamite had giant woo energy logos up on the Titantron the entire fucking match. Uh, for uh, because uh, I think it was yeah, it was Roosh and, and Mox was brought to you by Woo Energy. Uh, and oh my god, it was so. And they kept keeping the camera so you could see the thing. It was really. That was more distracting than the ruffles. I ignored the the ruffles; just vanished into the background. This was in your face advertising, and I, I I I usually, like I said last week, I usually ignore it. This one I just couldn't ignore. It was right there, and I was like, "It's just a stupid big animated picture of Ric Flair on the screen the entire time." Man, that was a long seven seconds. Sisters, brothers, non-binary others, welcome to the Devil's Advocate round of this episode of Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast. This week, we will all be throwing the Devil's Advocates at each other, statements we do not believe in. 20 seconds. Bleak treat them as if they are the real McCoy. Ooh, McCoy's more crisps. There, Graham. Um, so, with that being said, Tom, you yes, are sir. our guest. Do you have Devil's Advocates? I do. I do. Graham will be receiving your first one from Tom. All right, Graham. Um, your devil's advocate is um, as you go to a sports day. Or, shit, how do I put this? Damn, I had it in my head. Um, going to a sports or shit, I had his wait. You can edit this if you want, but uh, basically, uh, Graham, if you've been to one sports stadium, you've been to them all. So why would you go see other stadiums in other places? Well, absolutely. That's the whole point. Like, all it's different if you're playing golf, like you can play on different courses. But if you go to a football stadium, they're exactly the same. You have to be. You've got to have those same dimensions. All the stadiums are around 60,000, 70,000. So the only thing you see in is it's just different banners, right? Do you have an Eagles logo? Do you have a Cubs logo? Whatever. A Bears logo? It's all exactly the same. So why waste your time? Good I job, mean, Graham. I stuck to football, not baseball, because as you <laughs> know, baseball stadiums are all very, very different because the dimensions aren't set. Off topic, has anyone seen the Snickers commercials with the Chiefs? Uh, I have not. No. Absolutely hysterical. It's the guy painting the logo. Oh, I and have the seen coach it. walks over, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, great work. But uh, who are the chefs? And I, I think it's just the funniest fucking thing. I don't think the watch it was a Snickers commercial. Graham did the watch commercial. He skips them. Yeah, I skipped them. Um, oh, I guess I should return to Tom then, right? Um, actually, I don't think I have Tom. Uh, all right, Tom, the one for you then is, because we'll, we'll often talk baseball as well, so we'll go with baseball. Um, with one Soto joining the Yankees, that that's the best thing in baseball, because the thing that makes baseball the best is when Yankees are the best team. I mean, the Yankees are a draw. I mean, they are the best-selling merch. Uh, they have their own uh, network company. Uh, the, when the Yankees are doing well, we all do well because simple fact, I mean, as Ronald Reagan proved, trickle down economics works for everybody. So when the Yankees are good, everyone's good and everyone benefits. 
Oh my god, that was absolutely perfect on time. Yeah, I didn't have anything prepared because I didn't know you were going to be joining us, but I, it was the baseball story that was most prominent today. Actually, I'm not sure if it's actually been finalized yet. I think it's almost like 95% done. I'm not sure it's quite 100% done. Hopefully this doesn't turn into like an Aaron Judge joining the Giants moment, just so I can totally confuse Matt. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Ronald Reagan? The actor? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, who's all right, watching? future boy? Yeah. All right. Any more for me before I leave? I have one for Jack. Do you want to go first, Ryan, for him or Graham? Oh, you you think I have something? Come I'm on. I've got to no, go. We think if we give you 20 seconds, you might be able to come up with something. Yeah, all usually. right, Matt, what you got? Okay, simple. Charles Kaminsky is a fucking saint. Oh my gosh, the person who was the White Sox leader. Well, absolutely. He was a is at different times at that point. He provided 40 players with a good wage at a time when wages were not very good. <laughs> so you provide him a chance to play. That was a people's dreams to get away from like the mines or hard work. They got to play the sport that they loved and he gave them wages and then bonuses when they won the World Series as well. Oh my god, where the hell did you dig that one up from, Matt? Like, are you wow. rolling deep in... Oh, did you confer with uh, Tom on that one or something? No, not like... at all, not at all. I was watching a film this week, Graham. Oh, yeah. okay. What film were you watching? Uh, Duval was in it. Oh, okay. Um, no, he's an absolute piece of shit who uh, did not pay his play as well, and they had the trade yeah. pool. No trade pools. So and that's where the whole... Uh... And that's where the whole back in nineteen thirteen, I believe it was nineteen 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 nineteen. Sorry, the Black Sox scandal. Shoeless um, Joe had to. Well, he didn't know what he was. He's, doing. The, he's the only one who didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. He batted. Well, if you've seen Field of Dreams, you know he had the highest batting average during that World Series. So he wasn't on the fiddle at all. He didn't know what he was doing. He was. He couldn't even write his own name. He couldn't read and write. It, if somebody asked him for an autograph, he either take it back and his wife would sign it, or it would take him fifteen minutes to write his own name. So uh, no, but they—he was a total piece of shit. He did not pay his players well, and uh, players in those days had to work a second job anyway over the winter just to keep themselves going. But no, he was yeah, Comiskey's vile. So eight, men out, eight, eight men out. Eight a very good movie too, by the way. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Did, um, real quick, Graham. Before I, I don't want to bogart the whole section, but did we talk about the Bill Vec book? Did we talk about the what? Sorry, Bill Vec, the uh, former owner of the White Sox, a bit after. Uh, I've um, read the the book uh, Vec is in Wreck, so I'm okay. quite familiar with him. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. guy's a fun character. I oh, like he's uh, he is definitely a character. He was definitely he's he kind of reminds me a little bit about Vince. Like he would try and do things to uh, like he was kind of a visionary. Um, he was definitely putting things out there to uh, to try and get more eyes on the product. So, but yeah, no, he's he's a great guy. Eight, Eight men out. Eight, Eight men out, Graham. Eight men out. Eight men out. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I, yeah, I just want to. I, I want to point something out that Graham, you seem to know me more than I thought you did because in that twenty seconds, I did come up with something. <laughs> can I give Matt his first so I can get a little? Break yeah. All right. Um. So Matt, last week. Um. Oh, nothing could have been a bigger success when I tried to not talk for an hour. Thought you'd manage thirty minutes, but in reality, lasted less than fifteen minutes. Story of my life, Graham, isn't it? I, I'm way too early. If you prove that, Graham, you can ask my exes. One of them, two of them are dead now, so that's, they, they won't tell you that side of school. But Chris, he will always have my back, Graham, and he will never, ever tell anyone that I have take. I exaggerate my time so often, Graham. I'm doing it right now. 
I listened back to the episode uh, Wednesday, and I'd totally forgotten that. And you were so excited that you guys had managed to go half an hour. And I looked down at the time, and it was 15.07. And then I was like, well, hold on. There was all the intro music as well. So you guys were patting each other on the back, having done such a good job. And you didn't even make it to 15 minutes. And Ryan had to do some major detouring as well, because I did ask you for different things. And he's like, no, 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 no I'll, I'm going to go first and I'm going to do this. And uh, I don't know, Graham, what about your appearance? So, and yeah, it backfired. It did not work at all. But hey, hey we were good better try. this good week. Try. Good try. Good try. All right, Ryan, what you got for me? I had to leave England to become a teacher because I knew that I couldn't live out my dream and the dream of all Englishmen. And that means I couldn't play the doctor on TV. Well, I was I was never that way inclined. I, I didn't really have a, much of a, an acting background. I did appear in some plays. Um, I do think I played a shepherd in a nativity play going forward. But that was really as far as it went. I could do a little bit of singing. But no, there was never that I'm going to be in my future, which is why I had to take up the big books in America, the lure of America, the big dollar. That's what got me. I, I don't agree with your exactly take on that. Asked me to do, but I knew it was something like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that one. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, I just realized I didn't actually have a devil's advocate for you at all, so um, I'm gonna have to go on even less time than what you got. But uh, your devil's advocate is. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be appearing on the next episode of Good Cop Bad Cop because I need to go to Lowell and take a shit in a parking lot. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, so so something that, you know, people don't understand, especially, you know, folks from the Midwest or folks who grew up in England, is that when you live in Massachusetts, it, it's kind of a rite of passage. You have to go to Lowell. You have to take that shit in the parking lot. And then you have to wipe your ass with your own hand. It's the only way to become a real man. Is that a supermarket? Oh. Lowell is a, no, a town. I thought, you had, I thought that was also like a shopping center, something Lowe's. Low, Lowell, 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 Lowell. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I got kicked out of Massachusetts because I wasn't shitting in parking lots. <laughs> well, no, it, it's okay if you're an outsider, but if you stay here for more than like a year or two, uh, yeah. it, it's it's kind of like having your bat mitzvah. Uh, you need to go to Lowell, take a shit in a parking lot, and wipe your ass with your hand. It's the only way to be a true adult. I'm I'm not sure how we could. I know we struggle to find our data. Like I know on SoundCloud, you can see kind of how many people watched it. I'm gonna be. I depending on what episode title I choose for this, I'll be very interested to see how many people in uh, Lowell actually listen to this one. Oh, chat zero. Out. I'm assuming. All right, gentlemen, I gotta go. Good. Bad. Right then. So Graham's gone, unfortunately. Now, so Tom, do you have one for me? I do. Um, Matt, my friend, as I watch weekly on the YouTube channel, a uh, view from top uh, view of the top goal, goal post with our good friends, Diesel and Chad. Um, can you confirm the fact that American football is in fact way better than European football? American football is something which has a lot more viewers. There's no arguing about that. Amount of people who watch the Super Bowl every year, phenomenal, phenomenal figures. Uh, uh, it, it gets way more viewers and way more people talk about it, but 
I I can't forget. It's, it's got to be time. It's 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 yeah. I, yeah. I I I have my stopwatch pulled up now, so I can. The, call the World time. Cup final gets World World Cup final gets way more viewers than Super Bowl does. So yeah, I was gonna say, isn't the viewership for soccer way better than okay? It is, it is, it is, and I believe tickets for Inter Miami now with uh, Lionel Messi playing for them go for more money than uh, Super Bowl tickets do. Yeah, which is stupid, stupid. Right, Ryan, do you have any, or do you want to just observe? I will be the timekeeper for this. Very well, sir. Very well, sir. Well, <coughs> Tom, for you, then, off the top of my head, because I, I've been trying to do this a bit more free flow in recent weeks. Your devil's advocate for me, quite simply, is uh, Tony Khan has single-handedly improving on a hand or a fist. Well, I mean, look at I mean what he's done with Honor Club. I mean, he's got a new logo. Um, he's got Ring of Honor superstars that are, are wrestling every week on Dynamite. Uh, Tony Khan's been nothing but good. Uh, you know, he's he's moving him from Dallas out of New York. You know, it's it's more of a mid South Midwest based thing now as opposed to just being an East Coast thing. So time, thank God. <laughs> so that, that was it. That was a bit of a Route One one, but. Yeah, you you fucked me over, so I think like I'm gonna fuck him over. Right <laughs> well played, sir. Well yeah. played. It's, it's it's funny though, um, as we get ready to transition over to fan cop moments. Um, it's funny though that you, you mentioned how bad Honor Club the application has got since uh, TK took over. Um, whereas on the opposite side of the uh, the coin, um, Impact Plus, which has been terrible. Uh, is now being uh, refreshed for the TNA relaunch with a TNA plus, and it's going to be a brand new platform. Um, so hopefully uh, TNA plus is going to be a lot better than the pile of shit that impact plus was. Did you want your one ride from me or not? Sure. Why not? Okay. I can't wait for a card to revert to his original name when he comes back to impact next year. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I can't wait for Ocado to revert to his former name of Ocado when he re- when he returns to Impact next year. Oh no, absolutely! Like he really needs to go back to that name uh, when he goes to Impact. But more importantly, I can't wait till he signs with WWE and they completely rebrand him. Um, I think they're going to go with something maybe like Ocardo, uh, and he's going to be a car enthusiast, or maybe Ocando, and he's going to be kind of like that Oklahoma version of JR and WCW. I'm sort of here for it. <laughs> I'm sort of here for it. <laughs> Ricardo, I like that. Yeah, he, um, I, I saw that he's going back to um, Impact for at least one match. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, he, he's going back for their uh, post-hard-to-kill um, TV taping yeah. um, in but Vegas. He... Um, and I... This is a this is a really interesting time for me for Okada because Okada is entering free agency um and you know that there's going to be a lot of money thrown around at him there's be a lot thrown at him and he'll and he'll be able to command whatever money he wants oh yeah um and so speaking of that real quick i know sidebar here um tangent wise we can just uh, bars on 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 here i've got a bell to bit ring unfortunately but um so I listen. I don't watch WWE. I mean, I, I follow the product through podcasts and everything. But it sounds like they are booking Shinsuke better recently, right? Um, 
And rumor is that they're doing that to maybe lure Okada. Has anyone heard that and or thought that? Might I? Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, all of our Japanese booking is not horrible. Um, when it comes to Okada potentially signing with WWE? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, and, and like, obviously, you know, there's that theory that WWE is purposely booking Japanese performers better right now to woo him. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, I don't think it's just to woo Okada. I think Triple H really knows how to book Japanese talent because yeah. all of the Japanese wrestlers... Uh, I, I think I, I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to say Triple H knows how to book international talent. He understands that there's a different style because you look at Santos Escobar and Dragon Lee and then Kyrie Asuka and Io, Walter, um, you know, Shinsuke. They're all being booked to instead of Rose Reed even. Yeah, instead of forced to wrestle the WWE style, they're being allowed to wrestle the styles they know. Um, Axiom, too. Axiom is Brazilian, but he wrestles a Mexican Lucha Libre style. And it's, it's phenomenal to finally see someone who's not just saying, no, this is the style and this is how you wrestle. And for the past, I'll say... Mm-hmm. 10 years or so that was vince's mentality you wrestled the wwe style prior to that ruthless aggression attitude he allowed people to wrestle the style that they wrestled but yeah lately under triple h you can see that blending of styles that really made old wwf and wcw and ECW and TNA and Tom, I, I'm sure you can agree that old Ring of Honor, that melting pot of styles, is what made them special in their yeah. respective eras. Yeah, because uh, oh, and people forget, like I said, I mean, Triple H's ultimate goal after NXT UK was an uh, NXT Asia. Yeah, that was something he really wanted in the book. So maybe he's working on getting that back up and running. So yeah, yeah he was- wanted he wanted NXT Mexico as well. He yeah. wanted a Lucha Libre brand for NXT. Um, you know, and he obviously wanted that strong style brand because look how many strong style performers both over um, Japan and UK that he brought to WWE to show that the strong style strong style form of pro wrestling can be easily consumed and understood by an American audience. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, move on here, but um, Axiom Spanish. I thought he was Brazilian. No, he's born in Madrid. Really? Yeah. Huh. Why did I think he was... Uh... Well, Spain and Portugal are right next to each other, and they speak Portuguese in Brazil, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah well, close I, enough. We can, forget, we can forgive him on that sort of thing. <laughs> right? but to be fair, under the mask, you never know. So, it's all good. But yeah, we should probably move on to the fan cop stuff. Ryan, can you kick us off this week, bud? I sure can. I'm going to start right at the top with our good friend, UTT Rob, who I'm sure is going to immediately say uh, he's Spanish. And instead of waiting five minutes to hear Matt say, um, actually, he's uh, uh, Spanish. Um, anyways, good cop moment. Rumors of Ken Shamrock making a WWE appearance. Uh, I like Ken Shamrock. I actually uh, just created a uh, 
a command for my potential Twitch stream uh, that involves Ken Shamrock. So tune in for that if you want to, twitch.tv slash Nishkai. Um, WCF cop moment, Brian Danielson contemplating re- wrestling till 74. Now, is that 2074 or the age of 74? Not clear. Please be more concise with your uh, WTF cop moments. Thank you. Uh, bad cop moment. AEW's UK viewing figures dropped off a cliff lately. Not good, even though I like comparing them to Minder. Uh, Minder is a popular show in England that us Americans don't understand. It also ended in, 19, in the 80s. <clears throat> Still don't understand it. It's the, the, the replay, the reruns actually get more views. No, I, 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 I get it. Oh, they're being the Tom. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And shout and shout out to Rob and Dan Oversley uh, uh, on booking the territory as they are currently going through uh, the, what was a previously 18 million viewed match between Giant Haystacks and Big Daddy. So, and Rob also submits his questions of dishonor to us here on Ring of, Ring of Honor Referee every week. So, Tom, what a week. What have you got first for us then? All right. I got the next one here. Our friend D, uh, best cop moment. WWE is actually finally making the brand split kind of matter again. Hashtag worst cop moment. Our truth isn't in the judgment day yet. Um, I love that. And uh, hashtag cute cop moment. My dog is now a wrestling fan. Video for proof. And we do see uh, this very beautiful puppy here uh, watching John Moxley and Roosh beat the piss out of each other and seem to be really enjoying it. So anytime I can watch pets watching fucking wrestling, I'm all in. So my cat, is, Chico, my cat that, Chico hates Michael Elgin. So that is a good, doesn't. that's a good dog doesn't. moment right there. Uh, I'm going to go to, uh, to Thomas TS horror, uh, best cop rule focus on tag teams feel like revolving an art for, uh, forgotten art. Anyway, uh, worst cop talking head defending Flair's promo as nature being nature when that's always been used to excuse him doing worse. And this was the genesis of the rant that Graham thought was coming. That I said, Hey, I'm gonna rant for an hour because again, I thought Flair did something new. Um, and just so everyone knows, that was my response to this tweet was, I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I already said what I had to say last week. And we all know what the problem is. And he's, and there's a big pile of white powder in front of him, but yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) I know you're fine. You're up again. Uh, sure. Um, let's go with, uh, let's go with Mr. Mr. Abbott, Glenn Abbott and GA WrestleNut. Uh, best and worst come from NXT this week. Uh, best Lash Legend picking up Otis and slamming him. It was phenomenal. I love when there's crazy feats of strength in general. Like I, especially, you know, in WWE where the women and the men don't typically wrestle seeing that i mean yeah hell that would have been a feat of strength for a lot of men on the roster yeah um worst having the women brawling stopping what would have been a good match between nathan frazier and axiom yeah i mean you know they shit on triple h for his uh brawl endings or brawls interrupting matches but i mean sean michaels does it even more but I, it doesn't bother me too much but i agree would have been a great match all right, we've got our good friends here over at Chat Grapple and Cheap Pops Podcast. Uh, best cop moment for a brief second, making us believe Jay Uso could win the big one. Hashtag worst cop. The Brian Danielson disciplinarian stuff gets worse. 
Oops. Mm, it's a, yeah, it's a little bit, uh, oof, at times, hearing more and more about that, isn't it? Um, I'm going to go across to uh, the Ring of Honor Reverie podcast. Uh, good, 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 quite a good show. Quite a good show. Shout out to those boys. Uh, good cop moment. Although TV again this week was Road Rage episode. For two matches we say were great and really love the story building in the final battle of 2013. It was good, was it? Thanks, Matt. Ah, you were good. Yeah. Like I said, we got, uh, we got Outlaw Inc., uh, Homicide and Eddie Kingston versus the American Wolves. And then we got a four-way survival match with Jay Lethal, uh, Matt Taven, uh, Michael Elgin, and Roddy Strong. Dang! <laughs> yeah. I have a fun uh, American Wolves story to share with you at some point. That's now, now, that is, that is, that's Eddie Edwards and... Um, Dave Richards. Thank you. I don't know why I just blanked on his name for a second. That's but okay. Anyways, I've got a, I've got a fun story. Um, who's next? I'm not going to, you know, I don't even think there's a reason to read yours in general, Tom, because you kind of said them on the show. So yeah. I'm going to skip over that. No offense. No worries. Um, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, what happens when you get banned from ringside. This is banned camp. from ringside. At BFR underscore PSP underscore JCB. Good cop moment. Seth's title reign has really got me invested. Roman's title reign still has a hook in my mouth, but this has gotten me too. I agree. Seth, Seth's title reign has been good, but I do think it has reached its expiration date. Um, I think that Drew, Shinsuke, or Jay should have dethroned him. Um, but that's just me. Uh, I still like, I like, I'm a big Seth Rollins fan. Bad cop moment. Uh, fans giving me some shine for asking why Sky Blue deserves a title shot. Fat ass aside, kayfabe, she's done nothing to earn it. I agree, but it's not Sky Blue's fault. It's not Tony Storm's fault. It's AEW's booking of women. It's bad. The Indeed. only women that are booked worth a shit are pretty much Athena and Billy Starks at this point. <laughs> Who are battling for the Ring of Our title at uh, Final Battle. Yeah, nope. final battle by what we decide on uh, Ring of Connor. Yeah, uh, something like that. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Tom, what's your uh, what's your next one? Uh Dan Griffin uh, at Dan Griffin twenty one here. Uh, hashtag Good Cop Moment Impact bringing back the IPWF Throwback Throwdown Show. Great to see wrestlers having fun with different characters and both company and crowd buying into the territory stuff. Bad cop moment. Ric Flair in the general. <sighs> I yep. put it. I added the the in there. It's actually in general. Sorry, I tend to do that. You're all good. You're all good. Um, we've got some quoted ones, so I'm gonna go to those ones, Ryan, while you do the next ones. Then I get through a few. Sounds good. I just got that loaded up because it's being temperamental for me. Because uh, Tom was very lovely and decided to uh, to reshare it for us. Um, so yeah, Carnival of Chaos, good cop moment, getting help. When I knew I needed it most, and having so many supportive friends help me along the way through it. Bad cop moment, not having much motivation this week to do anything. I just finished packing for my trip just 10 minutes ago. Shout done, out that many times. done that yeah, many times. Yeah, shout out to SG, a very loyal Ring of Honor Reverie, one of the high fivers. Uh, she is currently on her way to GCW in Los Angeles to hang out with, uh, with her bestie, Steph Delander. So. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Uh, Ryan? Oh, yes, sir. 
Let's go with the uh, Photoshop master himself, King Pigs of Bladders. Uh, best cop, our truth being our truth, and his continued angle with the Judgment Day. I mean, there's nothing else to say about that. It's truth. He's truth is the actual goat. We all know it. Um, worst cop. Hey, we just mentioned this. The continued lack of focus on the women's division in AEW. We see the same four or five wrestlers each week uh, when they currently have 34 women in the roster. WTF cop Ric Flair. No explanation needed. N-E-N. 34? Yeah, and he's got a graphic showing all of them, which is awesome, by the way. The graphic is the graphic is awesome. Like I've, just, I've just counted. I have just counted thirty. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of. Yeah, they, they've got to sort this out. They have. They're not going to. Are they? Um, would you like to do the last one first, Tom? Um, it is attached to the, the Ring of Honor every uh, retweet. It's from your from Eric. Oh. Okay. Yeah, if you uh, might take me a while to find it. So if you wanna, uh, hashtag good cop moment. The friends I've made online, Mister Freeds. Uh, bad cop moment. Being swamped in the real life, not being able to podcast or date. LOL. I recently made a pod uh, appearance on uh, Eric's podcast, Nattering with Ye, as we reviewed uh, the 2004 uh, not so classic, The Punisher. Um, we were Marvel, so shout out to Freeds and uh, Nattering with Ye, and uh, hopefully we get some more podcasts out of Eric. So. I hope he's happy, by the way. I've just followed him. He's now exactly 300 followers. So, nice. Wait, which which one's the not-so-classic? Um, All of them. Oh, all right. We'll argue yeah. about that. Let's start our own podcast just arguing about that for a couple hours. Do you know what? I listen to that as well. I listen to that as well. So, I do like the TV series, but I am a John Bernthal mark, so. Mm, I mean... Harry, how can you not be? Yeah. Have you ever watched his podcast? I was actually just going to show you. Yeah, I actually just watched one today. So He's entertaining as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's got some good shit on there, too. So, yeah, he's had a... Um, he had Kurt Angle on there, so Kurt Angle's his father-in-law. That's weird. But yeah, really man. cool. Yeah. Wait, or, so... No, 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 it's his uncle. I'm sorry. His uncle-in-law. Okay. I was going to say, because that means that Jeff Jarrett is also his father-in-law. Right. No, you're right. So, and yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah, so he married Kurt's niece. So it's his brother, who is actually the more badass of the two. So the two tell a lot of, on that Kurt Angle one, they tell a lot of uh, stories from his brother's um, legendary status. He just, you know, he's a bad motherfucker. So, uh, Eric Angle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, also, one of my favorite uh, storylines in WWE when they started doing the twin magic. Uh, I love that stuff. I in, absolutely... in the 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I ate that shit up. Um, but regardless, that uh, that's cool. I didn't know that. And I think that's an interesting, interesting thing. Uh, Tom, yeah. to wrap things up, think right in it. Yeah, yep. no, I, I think it might be. Tom, thank you so much for jumping on this weekend, joining us. It well, was, thank you for the surprise. Hopefully, it turned out well. So it, it went, it went very, very well. Um, all things considered, uh, Graham will sort this out later in the editing. No doubt about that at all. Make us sound great, Ryan. As always, a pleasure. Is it though? It is. I love you, buddy. 
No. It's true. Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, you guys do both have an open invite, so anytime you want to join, you know, um, for either a watch along or if you guys want to do some Ring of Honor Reverie, um, Ryan and me to reach out to you, so you guys always have an open invite. Matt might be a little easier if he's do a watch along for you, but I mean, whatever you want to do, so. We'll figure something out. We'll figure yeah. something out. Um, either way, uh, yeah, Tom, tell everyone where they can get in touch with you and listen to your, to your wonderful voice. Well, uh, you can listen to uh, my main podcast, which is the Ring of Honor Reverie, here on Visionaries Global Media, also on the Shining Wizards Podcast Network. Uh, you can also hear my other podcast, uh, the Midwest Wrestling Roundup, uh, which I go over uh, local promotions. I do have a couple of uh, conversations uh, coming up, so stay tuned for that. Um, and I've got a couple other podcasts that are a little bit on hiatus, but should be coming back soon. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me at High Five Tom. And uh, like our the godfather of Visionary Gold Media Chat always says, that's the number five, not five spelled out. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week. Uh, Ryan, any last thoughts? I do. I'm actually, uh, I want to break some news here on Good okay, Cop, Bad Cop. Okay. Uh, we do have breaking news. Uh, due to copyright claims, uh, CM Punk will not be performing under that name as it conflicts with the name he used in AEW. Uh, instead, he will be performing under the name Pepsi Phil with the copyright license being granted by Danhausen. This has been breaking news. <laughs> Stay safe, guys. We're out of here. Oh, give me a boom. Ryan, give me a boom. Boom. What? There. Boom. I was right. trying to. Oh. Got a thing on the back of my neck I've been picking at for a while. But yeah, I mean, I'll bullshit aside. Yeah, you guys that do both have an open invitation. Um, yeah, what are the other the other podcasts? Because I can't keep track of everyone at this point that are uh, coming back potentially. Uh, I've got one's called Chopping It Up. I did one with Graham, like where he's kind of talked to people who have very interesting stories. Um, yes, I get to have uh, the origin story of Good Cop, Bad Cop on that one. Uh, the Brain Buster Boys are currently in uh, cahoots to do next. And then uh, my other one's a showcase one where I review like movies and shit like that. So, and I, so, so I really like uh, chopping it up. I really love the concept because I've always been a fan of I feel like smaller content creators don't get to tell their story. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to I want to point this out. I, I really, really want to point this out that I always, like I said, assumed that you were English yeah. and I've list, I listened to that episode with Graham and others, and it still didn't fucking register in my brain. <laughs> oh, that, that, that. And that's the beauty of Twitter. I feel is that you, you don't, you don't really even like sometimes you just don't think you're just like well, oh yeah this person's in your voice ryan that's weird i read it i read your I read your tweets and i hear your voice yeah i do that with yours too matt oh oh so you just hear like rambling on that note i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go eat dinner because i haven't eaten yet today it's I'm 5 30 go i'm gonna pee and i'm gonna go for a walk but uh yeah right. um yeah, we'll see you guys soon. Uh, thank Tom, you for if I don't speak to you for Tom, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you guys too. Appreciate you. I'm gonna go pee and go for a walk. So enjoy. Thank you for coming. Uh, we appreciate it. It was good to finally actually talk to you. So we'll yeah, have to I, plan I, something I, soon. Yeah, Indeed. for sure. So awesome, guys. Thank you.
Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.